This product contains strong language, intense violence, two dudes resisting the urge to make out with each other, and excessive discussions related to poop and wieners. The Tilted Casuals podcast is rated M for mature. Favorite time of the year. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. It's not copyright, it doesn't count. You sang it. Can't get yelled at. Exactly. Beautiful. It's spooky season, and we are kicking off spooky season with spooky stuff to talk about today. Very exciting. All month long. Oh, yeah. You know what's funny? I used to not be a super big fan of the Halloween season, but I don't know if it's just because I've been getting more into horror, horror movies lately, but I'm like more excited for the spooky season than ever before. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I was, I was always the same way. Cause I was never a fan of scary things. I was always very easily frightened as a child. And then, um, oh, no, I don't hold know. On. I wasn't saying that. I'm not saying I'm a pussy. Oh, I am. I was awful. <laughs> I hated everything. Anything that's that interesting. Just... I didn't know that about you. Yeah, and I, I like. I don't. I don't know exactly where it stopped. Like, I can't pinpoint a moment where I was like, "Yeah, I like horror now." Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, kind of happened gradually over time. Yeah, I guess it just happened because I think actually thinking back on it, I th- it might have been the first Paranormal Activity movie was the first. Oh, dude horror movie that I managed to sit through by myself as a kid. That's impressive because that movie is terrifying. Yeah, it's a freaky movie because the the first movie I tried was The Ring because oh, yeah, dude, you're starting way too hard. (laughs) You got to ease into it. It, Because when it came out, um, shit, what year was that? The first Ring movie. 2004, maybe? 2003? 2002. 2002. I okay. overshot it. So it came out when I was nine. I didn't I didn't watch it at that point, but I remember how like colossal this movie was when it came out into theaters mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, it was a huge movie. Yeah, it was part two. I remember was coming out and I think I was in middle school at that point. Yeah, so I was 12 and I remember I wanted to see it and my mom knew how much of a bitch I was and <laughs> I wanted oh, to go Frankie. see it. With a yeah, with a bunch of friends because I remember it came out like right around my birthday, um, yeah, March eighteenth. So it was like a couple weeks before my birthday, um, and I wanted to see it. My mom was like, "All right, you get scared very easily, so this is what we'll do: we'll rent the first one, and if you can handle it, we'll go to the movies and see the second one." So, spoiler alert: we did not go to the movies to see the second one. <laughs> I. That that movie <laughs> terrified the shit out of me. I was afraid to sleep yeah. for 
forever because like yeah like i don't blame you it's a terrifying movie yeah it's creepy as shit that like samara mm. like crawling through tvs and shit is enough as is but it like they incorporated like the, the phone call you only get a week to live it happened at like 10 p.m because they emphasized in the clocks all the time and then she would just mm-hmm. crawl through your tv and fucking kill you so i it's been a long time since I've seen the ring. I forget how like involved everything is. Like there's a process to everything. I forget yeah. that it's not just, you know, a creepy girl. Like there's the whole there's the the, the haunted videotape, it's the telephone, it's there's a whole lot of shit that goes on. So yeah, it's very in depth. That movie scared my mom. Like I remember her saying I remember her saying that after she watched it for the first time, she couldn't like look in a mirror for the longest time because she'd think about Samara all the time. So it's a yeah, creepy they had, movie, uh, so. In the video was one of the things with her mom, like, combing her hair in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the, the fly on the lens came out, like, of the, the, the screen for everybody. And then the closing of the well was, like, the end of it. It was just, like, it's very weird. Like, I, I, I guess I assume everybody's at least seen the first one at this point. But mm-hmm. If you haven't, the movie was based off of a haunted TV or a haunted VHS that if you watched it, you get a phone call saying you're going to die in seven days. And then after seven days, some creepy little fucking girl who died in the well will crawl out of your TV and kill you. And which it, sounds bizarre when you just yeah, explain it like that. It sounds Japanese because it is Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just Americanize it with. Uh, um, what's uh, what the actress's name? She's really good. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Yeah, because she was in uh, yeah. King Kong. She was, yes. Yeah, the Peter Jackson version, and she's great. And uh, it, I don't know, man. It just took the world by storm. It was like that, and then like Paranormal Activity were like the horror Ooh. movies for the longest time. Yeah, ever. and The Grudge was thrown in there too, like right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, Grudge is really was really popular too. That one, I don't think that one got as much popularity as The Ring or Paranormal Activity did, but it's still it's still up there. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about about The Grudge today, but yeah. Um, so would you would you say that so the ring was like your first horror movie experience? I think it was like my first true horror movie experience that I I gave a go and then understood like the depths of what horror movies can do. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's like one of those movies kind of like The Exorcist for a lot of people who who jump into it in like the, the current day where mm-hmm. it, it it seems like kind of dated, but it, it like it does well still. It's like Jurassic Park, like it holds up. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to kind of put yourself in the mindset of what was the exorcist was like 40 back in 73. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the time it was crazy. And then like you think of like the ring as well at this point now, <clears> that's <throat> 20 years old, which is really depressing to say out loud. Now thinking about it. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But for what it is like, it, it was it was like mind blowing because it's an Americanized version of a Japanese movie. And the Japanese movie is very old nineties Japanese. Like if you've ever seen Ringu, um, it, it feels just like that bunch of movies that came out. Cause there was Ringu, Juwan, um, uh, dark water, um, mm-hmm. Shudder, mm-hmm. and the eye were like the five films that all came around. Around the same time, I think they were all created by the same guy because one the guy who wrote the book for the ring also wrote Juan, I believe, and Dark Water. I think all three based of those on awful books? novels. 
Yeah, the the ring is based oh, off of um, a book, a novel series, Spiral. It's really good. I have the first oh, wow. two, actually. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I forget what part two is called because the the third one I think is called Birthday. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. 1995, the book came out. Oh, wow. Second in the Ring series. Um, wow. Yeah, it's like a, I think it's a trilogy. I'm pretty sure. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're, they're actually, the books are actually really, well, the first one, at least, it's the only one I've read so far. Uh, it's really good. It's, it's really fucking weird. The structure is very bizarre. Like, it feels like the guy was like, manic writing this thing because it's kind of all over the oh, place wow. but it still somehow manages the flow um but yeah if you've seen any of those movies they kind of all have the same tone um but right japanese yeah i, I kind of know what you mean yeah japanese horror is very unique mm -hmm. um and i i, I, I didn't know it's dark like one of my water. favorite types of horror to watch you mean dark dark water the um the movie with what's her fucking name um God, what is I can't think of it. The the woman who who like moves into an apartment and there's like a big water stain on her black roof. stain that spreads. Yeah, and it's like mm -hmm. there's a girl who like was drowned in the water tank on the roof. Spoiler alert. I didn't know that was <laughs> Is that a is that an American remake? It is, yeah. The first one, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. This one's wow. Creepier. The same thing with um uh Pulse. Pulse is another Americanized remake. The Japanese version. I don't. Is I, don't a lot I don't know creepier. what Pulse is. I don't guess I know what Pulse is. Oh, you haven't seen Pulse? It's pretty good. I think this is the Japanese. Ooh, one. no, I've never heard of that. Yeah, this is the Japanese one. Yeah, two thousand six. It's got Vampire Diaries in it. Written by Wes Craven. Mm -hmm. Wow, no, I've never heard of it. It's, huh. not, it's not. It's not too bad. I don't think. Um, it's I'm gotten pretty 11%. sure everyone else hated it. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure not many people liked it. But wow, it's really bizarre. It's kind of centered around so much. Um, white noise. Oh, like okay. Big thing. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, his one missed calls. Another one. Another Japanese remake or Americanized remake of a Japanese story. I had no clue there were so many. American remakes of Japanese horror movies. Yeah, that's that's what sucks because uh, like these all came around out around like the same time for me, so I was I was still pretty young, um, and it wasn't. I guess it wasn't really something you think about, uh, like other countries and like regions making stuff, and then like you know someone else mm -hmm. re remaking it. So it's it's weird that like it's not as heavily advertised as they're coming out. That yeah, this movie is based off of something else from like a different country, right? Yeah, like the ring. Huh. I guess it's it's like the ring in itself because it still starts in Japan is kind of like a hint. But it, even though mm -hmm. even with that, it's not like hey, this is based off of a Japanese book. That's also a movie that was made like eight years prior to you know. Mm hmm. Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Because the the ring and the grudge are 
massive in Japan. Like there's so oh, yeah. many movies in like the original series and then like mm-hmm. spin-offs and stuff like that. And there's like there's a whole backstory like prequel series for the ring. Um I think there's like nine movies total in Japan. Oh wow. Yeah, and, and Juan has probably about the same because they also had um uh, what do they call it? It was like Juan White Ghost, Black Ghost, or something like that. I think it was called. It was like the most recent one. And then they had the like the Grudge versus the Ring, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Which is great. Let them fight. I watched that movie like four times accidentally without even realizing it. But I think I missed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it hilarious. Was... Yeah, you're watching. You're just like, wait a second. <laughs> I've yeah. seen this shit before. Sadako, Sadako versus, versus Kayako. Kayako. Yeah. Nine point three million wow. box office, amazing. That's pretty good, yeah. This this right here too, the poster for the original, like the Japanese, the ring, is beautiful. It's so cool. Ooh, that's terrifying. Right, I I fucking hate it and love it at the same time. It's so Ooh, creepy. Yeah, that's unsettling. That's super creepy. Bravo, Japan. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. We're gonna talk about uh, Dead by Daylight as well, but they uh, they reference this in the game with the the Ring DLC. It uh like when you're when you select her character when you have like the idol screen, one of the animations mm-hmm. it does is just the eyeball pops up like that. Oh and wow! And then her um her uh, what do they call like their executions in that game? It's been so long. It's it's that like it pops up on the screen and does like the quick little eyeball thing and then you just like die. It's really cool because I think she has like <laughs> nice. two or two or three, which is pretty dope. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. Yeah, it's so good. This was in the fucking trailer too. Oh this wow! Is the end of the original like Japanese trailer. It's just it's just this like her eye twitching around and shit like and that one's all all God. over TV. It didn't matter how old you were. This shit. Imagine this fucking popping <laughs> up at like 10 p.m. as like a six year old. Jesus. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep for the rest of my life. No, absolutely not. Man. I'm about to Man, rewatch all these. All, 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 this, all this stuff makes my first horror movie sound really lame by comparison. Uh, my first horror movie experience that I remember really affecting me is American Werewolf in London. That's a great movie, though. It's a great... It's a fantastic movie. I love it, but I Compared to these, it's like, oh, you got scared of that movie. I'm pretty sure it's 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 listed as a horror comedy. I'm pretty sure, but <laughs> the werewolf scenes really scared me. Especially, I don't know what sound they got to do like the howling, but the howling terrified me in that movie. It sounded so off. So that that movie terrified me when I was a kid. Honestly, though, um, the first movie I actually ever got scared of was a werewolf movie as well. When I was like, I had to been like four or five, was uh, mm. Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my dad was watching it, and I was supposed to, I was supposed to be in bed, and I snuck out mm-hmm. and like hid behind the couch to watch it. Yeah, and yeah. I remember it was like one of the death scenes where he like pops out and the wolf and just starts tearing some girl up like to shreds. I freaked mm-hmm. out and screamed, and my dad was like, "What the fuck are you doing up? You're supposed to be in bed." <laughs> And then I was, of course, I had nightmares for like forever. And my mom was like, why the hell did you let him watch this movie? He's like, I didn't even know he was there. It was like this whole thing. And 
You little sorry, shit. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, I brought that up for the, years. That's so funny. <laughs> Fear ass just stayed in bed. <laughs> Literally. Supposed to. That's so funny. The, the first, if I'm being honest, the first movie that ever scared me as a kid was Casper. Oh, man. I don't know why, but the Casper movie with Bill Pullman and... Is that Christina Ricci in that movie? Or is it someone else? I think it is. I think yeah. it is. And like Jonathan Taylor Thomas is the voice of Casper. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, Christina Ricci. Fucking Eric Idle. I know. That's amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. This movie, I don't know why, but this movie scared the bejesus out of like five, six year old me. Yeah, you're you're on your own on that one, but I don't know why either. Yeah, it, it does, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Obviously, I got over it, but uh, did you? I don't know. Sure. Not hyping it up for I, the uh, the I listeners. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen it in forever, so it might still scare me. Who knows? But oh man, but yeah, we we kind of like horror movies. I think we've mentioned we it a couple of times. We're 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 pretty big horror fans. Horror is just like so, it's such a, is, like a cool genre. There's so much you can it do is. with it. It, it like never really ceases is. to amaze me. Mm -mm, no, there's so many. Some of the most original things you can do in movies are are like some kind of subgenre of horror. You know, like Happy Death Day. That's a great movie. It's super original and it's 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 a horror comedy. Uh, kind of the same thing with that movie Freaky with with Vince Vaughn. Super original concept. I have to watch that still. I've seen so many clips of it. I just never got around to watch yeah. it. I watched the Kill Count on, on Dead Meat Channel. It looks really good. I've heard it was good. Yeah. And then, so, uh, but yeah, horror is, is a fantastic genre. Have you seen Train to Busan? No, I keep meaning to, but I still haven't. Oh, man. It's... I've heard it's excellent. It is phenomenal. The second one's really fucking awful. I don't know what happened, but that's also what I've heard. <laughs> Peninsula. Yeah. Goddamn though, man. Like I've I've watched Train to Busan so many times because me and Leon are like obsessed. It's like the only recent zombie anything that I've given a mm -hmm. single shit about. But, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Zombies. The zombie fad got old really fast. So it's, it's nice just something, when something with like. Yeah, yeah. When something like doesn't just, I don't know, good again, makes mm -hmm. you care about it. But it's like yeah. anything else. It's just like something with uh, like Asian films in general. Like mm -hmm. they can take any trope that America's done, like and beaten to death, and just do something with it. And with I a single movie. With it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 insane. And all their TV shows and shit, like they have like just I don't know more monsters and like boring tropes and shit but then you watch like a korean version and it's mm -hmm. immediately like it's, a thousand times better it's the best thing ever south korea's film industry is incredible it really is they put out Busan so much specifically good shit. like goddamn, it's it's phenomenal mm -hmm. it's it's insane and then there's but, um what was the other the tv show um i can't remember. i think it's there's a couple that were that came out in the last couple of years. One's Japanese, one's Korean. Um, there was... 
Ah oh, man, it was on Netflix. It, it was like a like a monster outbreak in this like apartment complex, and the it like the last episode has like a like Incredible Hulk, fucking zombie abomination thing. Oh man, I can't I'm remember what it's called, but it's really cool. I can't remember the name of it. It'll haunt your nightmares until you remember. Sweet Home. There it is. Sweet Home. Okay. I feel like I've heard of that. You probably have. It's fucking dope as shit. Yeah. And then I think this is another one. It's called Monster. Is like another one. No, this is something else. Dude, why are South Korean people so pretty? Right. I don't understand. Every single person in every single South Korean film... And I'm specifying South Korea because we don't talk about the other one. Um, South <laughs> Korea, every single person in a South Korean movie could, could be a model. It's crazy. Yeah. It's funny when you watch like uh, like K dramas and stuff too. They always they cast like the same like five people in every single series. It's like it's like it's like in 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 England they do the same thing. They cast like like all of the actors in Harry Potter have already have been in everything else that Britain has ever put out. So. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with shows like Doctor Who. They reuse so many actors. Man, I started like there's just those countries, man. Like Asian countries, just the entertainment. They know what's up. Field. They know what they're doing. It's it's crazy. They do. Video games, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Very rarely does something, like, does a, a, a type of media content come from that area that is not, at the very least, fun. Yeah, exactly. Because I think, like, the, the only thing that I... I still really enjoyed it. Um, the only one that kind of got old for me was uh, Alice in Borderland, if you've watched that. No, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. The concept was was neat, and then it kind of like a little past the halfway point, it kind of shifts gears into like another kind of show, and that's where I kind of fell off a bit. But still, it was fun because it's not American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not American equals fun. Exactly. Uh, anyway... I guess we'll uh, we'll shift off into the, the the main reason we're here. Yeah. Still don't worry, we're topic. still talking about spooky stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll bounce around. Don't 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 fret. Yeah. It'll all be okay. There, um, there. So we're gonna be talking Mommy and Daddy about. Are here. We are here forever, ish, maybe, hopefully, until we get divorced and yeah. force you to have to pick which one you want to live with. Two Christmases though. That's fun. Hey, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Two birthdays, two Christmases, yeah. Horror games, right? Yeah. If We're you talk uh, about some horror games. If you throw us money on our Patreon, thank you to all of you who do. Uh, you're watching this video and you'll see that we're back we're back doing a tier list. We sure uh, are. We did it. We did it a few episodes ago with uh, movies and video game adaptations, uh, two-piece that we did. We kind of skipped it last episode with the TV series just because it didn't lend itself as well with the, with, with the tier list. But 
Um, we brought it back because it's so much fun. Uh, Hell yeah! But a little bit, a little bit different this way. Um, instead of ranking them just for how good they are, how much we like them, um, we are ranking them in in order of how spooky they be. Uh huh. We sure, sure and be. We can, for those of you who aren't uh, watching the video version, I'm gonna we're gonna go ahead and read off these tier lists for you right now because we're we're pretty proud of them. We are at the very nice. top. Well, it probably makes sense to go from bottom up. So at the very bottom of the tier list is clean undies. Absolutely yes. nothing happened in your pants while you're not even a these, fart while, while you're playing these. Not even a poot. All right. <laughs> up from that, we've got just a dash of a skid mark. You know, there's probably a jump scare or two. Made you made you poot a little bit. A little something came out. Yeah. Above that, we have a significant amount of poop. This is midline. You've crapped your pants. It was that scary. Uh, above that, uh, shit has been shat. There is absolutely no, no denying that uh, you've uh, you done crapped yourself. And then once you get to the very top of this tier list, the spookiest of the spooky, uh, you might as well just toss the fucking pants away. Yeah, because they're they're done. No amount of washing them is going to take take it out. So there's no just, recovering just from that. Away. Absolutely not. So those are the tier lists we have to work for. Uh, again, the where, where, we, where we put these in this list isn't necessarily a reflection of how good they are or how much we enjoyed them. It's literally just how scary we think they are because this is this is Halloween. We want to talk about scary stuff. So um, even if a game on here is amazing and we love it, it could not scare us at all. So maybe at the bottom of the bottom of the list. So don't yeah. don't crap your pants over this. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, this is great too because. You know, we, we get comments all the time from people saying, um, you know, we, we either bring up poop and wieners on our show pretty often. And this time, exactly. we're literally just, we're forced to talk about poop. The entire fucking tier list is... The is whole tier related. list is shit. So, and you know that at some point we'll bring up a penis. It will yeah. come up between the two of us. Yes. At some point. So, all right, well... I think we should go ahead and get started. Do you have anything else you want to add before we get into it? I added penis to the top list. Nice, yeah. <laughs> For you Spotify <laughs> listeners, uh, just the very top tier list, just toss the fucking pants away, and then in parentheses is penis. So There you go. There we go. Because you pooped, you probably pooped on your penis. Probably. You it's one. probably up it's in there on. a little bit, yeah. If you got a penis. A poopy yeah. penis. Especially if you're, like, sitting down. And you know, it like it came out. It like smushed, so it made its way like up towards up up your taint and like under your under your balls and stuff like that. We're, we're getting really graphic. <laughs> have you ever have you ever have you ever sh shat on your balls before? <laughs> I don't. I'm sure it's probably happens. I can't think of a specific time, but like I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, it, ha it happens every now and then if I lean back too much and they're like you know like gravity momentum kind of takes them with me and it, you know kind of it's not like it doesn't sit kind of like bounces off but it's it just kind of taps it on the way down <laughs> it's like a, it's like a high five on the way out just like all right you go buddy see you on the other side pal <laughs> jesus fucking christ <laughs> all right let's get into this fucking list all right we'll talk about poop some more yeah, yeah, we will. All right, first one. This we've talked about this game before because it was on our movies, ba or games based on movies list. 
but it is Alien Isolation, one of our personal favorite, probably just favorite games of all time, period. Definitely one of the best horror games we've ever played. Um, yeah. Last time we talked about it, it was mainly from the perspective of it being an adaptation of a movie franchise we like. And in that respect, it is a fantastic game. It's very faithful to the look and feel and story of the Alien movies, and it just kind of adds a little bit of extra in there, a little bit of extra pizzazz uh, to, to spice it up a little bit. But this time when we talk about it, it's in terms of pure pants shittingness. And boy, mm-hmm. let me tell you, my pa- my pants were shat <laughs> playing this oh, game. Oh, yeah. This game gets if intense you're looking, very quickly. It absolutely does. It, it's a little bit of a slow burn. It takes a little bit to get into the meat of it, like when you're first exploring the ship or not and, and whatnot. But once you first encounter the alien, it kicks it up to a notch and it hardly ever lets it down. Um, there's one scene in particular, um, towards the beginning after you, after the alien makes its first kill and when he kills Axel, the dude you meet, um, and then you have to make your way down to like the, the, the tram car or whatever, and you're hearing it in the vents, you're hearing it, it screeches, the music is going crazy, you think, you think it's just right behind you, and you get down to like the tram station or whatever it is, and you're pressing the button, and you're waiting on the tram to get to you, and there's nowhere else to go, there's nowhere to hide, you're just stuck in this room. And your character is breathing super super hard, the heartbeat is going crazy, again the music just keeps swelling, and you're thinking, oh my god, it's going to come down that hallway any second now, while you're just frantically... It's like in the in those horror movies where a character tries to get on the elevator and they just keep pressing the button over and over again, <laughs> but the elevator's not coming. It's exactly this scene, the only difference is you're fucking playing it. It is the most terrifying experience. It is definitely one of the scariest games I've ever played. If you're looking for a good game to play this spooky season, like with some friends, pop this baby in for a few hours, turn all the lights off, have everyone wear headphones. If that's a thing that you can do with one game console, it's a treat. It's extremely scary. Yeah. Like, aside from just how much love was put into it based off of like the movie series itself. Um, some like a couple other things that always stood out that they did really, really well making this game, especially just in the, the horror aspect itself, not, not anything else um, was some of the locations that you can hide in are also areas that like the alien would travel to like the vents that you can crawl into, like on the walls would be spots that the alien could also come into. And sometimes if you're crawling in to hide, it's like already in the vent, like waiting for you, and it's like an instant death. And then, yeah. oh, the whole, so scary! Like, yeah, and then like your your biggest safety net, I guess, while you're you're playing it is it's the radar tracker, which you know it gives you that. I guess it's it ends up being like a false sense of security because you're walking around with it, and it, you know it it ticks like a radar does, like a sonar device, and it lets you know any kind of objects that are showing up. It'll blip. As it, as it scales back and forth mm-hmm. and you know it gives you an idea of like okay I'm safe to go down this hallway but then at the same time the alien can fucking hear that thing so it's like you want to be safe and know like okay I can go down this hallway because nothing's here but at the same time you're literally alerting the alien of your presence so now it has mm-hmm. an idea of where to go because the AI in this game is designed like phenomenally especially on the hardest difficulty setting like you're, you're fucked like if you do yeah. anything wrong in the slightest bit you're fucked. This thing is hunting you down. It is listening yeah. for you. It is... It's somehow or another, it's like smelling you, I'm sure there is. But... Yeah. Yeah. 
It's, it's it doesn't it had, go along a pre-programmed path. Yeah, it's 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 just it's going with the flow. If it hears or feels something's off, like it, it knows. Especially, um, I always loved when you can you can hide under the tables, and then on the hardest difficulty setting, the aliens more likely to actually like check underneath things. Mm-hmm. So it's like even that's like the go-to for like the other like the, the other difficulties prior to the hardest. But then even that, you're 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 fucked. Like, yeah, eighty percent of the time because even if it doesn't know you're down there. It'll just be like, hey, I'll check anyway, and then, boom, and <laughs> you're fucking. Yeah. There is not tongue, a single place. The face. There is not a single place where you are safe. There's not like an end all be all. Okay, if I can at least get to this place, I'm safe. No, like aside from the few areas of the game where, like, for story reasons, the alien is not around. Aside from that, you're always like on your tiptoes, listening for this thing because it could be just around the corner. It is mm-hmm. so well done. It is so scary. Ooh. It can even pop up during like the, the save station locations too, which is which nuts. That's why they made the save stations like take five seconds to, to get ready because it's 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 ingenious because to activate a save station you have to go up to it and like press and hold the action button for like three seconds before it will actually bring up the menu to save so that even the act of saving your progress is risky because you're standing there out in the open making noise to save your progress. It's like ingenious. It's crazy. It's cruel, honestly. You get interrupted <laughs> trying to save a game. Like, it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. I, I need to do, like, another playthrough. It's been a while since I replayed this game, but... I honestly do, too, especially overdue. for... Maybe maybe we can do like a neat little Patreon thing where we you know we we stream ourselves playing it or something like that. I think that could be fun. That'd be fun. Let yeah. us know if that's something you'd you'd like to you'd like to see. Maybe it's something that you might pay a couple of bucks to see. That could be cool. Yeah. So. But yeah, so I think we I think we all know where this where this game is going on the list. Once you play this straight game, straight to the top, baby. Don't wear your favorite pants because they're going straight to the dumpster when you're done with this game. Yeah. Yeah. And again, also, this. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I highly recommend playing with the uh, microphone setting turned on too at some point. <laughs> if you want, just that's an a option. little bit more stress. It literally yeah. listens to like your real life noises, like when you hide it in the locker instead of just the. It's like hold like the triggers, I think, to hold your breath. Something like that, yeah. or something. It actually makes it so like you have to be completely silent, like outside mm-hmm. playing the game. It's it's, it's crazy. It it's is. so fucking cool. And once again, I want to remind everybody, this this list has no bearing on the actual quality of the game or how much we like it, just in terms of scariness. But the fact that this game that we both love is still at the top of this list should say a lot. It is not only a, just a fun, fantastic game, but it is also actually terrifying. So, yeah, yeah. Play this game which if is, you haven't already. Which is great. Yeah, fucking losers. All right. What we got next, Joe? What a what a way to start off. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we love the alphabet, right? It it kicks it kicks us off gloriously. This happened uh, the first time we did a, the tier list too, didn't we? Throw something up. I right think so. Yeah. Well, it was probably the movie, the games based on movies, because this one was probably first. I think yeah, I think that's what it was. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that that makes sense then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So now we have the golden standard. It's gonna be very hard to. Absolutely. This, well, this is the bar that you have to meet. Yeah. There, there'll probably be a couple up there, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So next we have the Amnesia series. Um, I think the only one 
I didn't play was uh, well play enough of was the the soft like reboot that they did. Or I guess it was a full reboot. Um, before uh, what was it? The bunker. The bunker is the newest one. Yeah. Yeah, there was that other one. I think they just called it Amnesia again. I don't remember. Rebirth. This is it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, twenty twenty. Yeah, it was. Uh, it had like a. It had a female protagonist. Um, it started with like a, like a crash landing or something. I only played a little bit of it. So I can't. This is the only one I can't speak of for this because I'm assuming we're talking about the series as a whole, right? Patreon um, audience, if you're watching this stream and you're looking at these screenshots, you can tell why we why we've included the Amnesia series with this list. Those screenshots are terrifying. Yeah. Uh, like spoiler alert: this game series is very scary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I Rebirth when the, when is the, the only one I didn't. I didn't really play. I think it's on Game Pass. I know the bunker is, and so I played a little bit of the bunker on Game Pass. Um, in fact, the bunker and the Dark Descent are the only ones that I played. I never finished them, but I but I played quite a bit of them. Um, I didn't play a Machine for Pigs or, or Rebirth or anything. Yeah, it's um, on Game Pass. That's but I definitely I've played enough to know that they're fucking terrifying. Um, I remember when the Dark Descent, the very first one, came out, and everyone was saying how it was like the scariest game ever made. Um, and at the time, I could probably believe it. I'm sure since then there have there have been games that come out to rival it, rival it. But I think it was this game came out in like 2012. I'm pretty sure this is one of the games that helped launch PewDiePie's career. Yep, it was the uh, the, yeah. the custom custom game mods is what really yeah kicked was, off this his game was uh, YouTube very career. very popular with streamers. So I know Markiplier has also played it. Um, so all the most all the streamers uh, that are that that mean anything or have played this game when it first came out and it for a couple of them specifically pewdiepie it helped launch their careers because of how popular it was um mm. and because of how terrifying it was like this was a this was a unique game when it came out because it really emphasized horror over everything else yeah because um, we, we talked about it briefly in the past uh it was actually like it was the, the second game in in this genre of like subgenre of horror with the whole first person um, fear levels being like a key factor in your survivability and then like fully mm -hmm. interactive environments where like you have to click to hold on to an object and like pull back on your mouse or your analog yeah, stick yeah, to yeah. actually like physically open things. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the Penumbra series was the technically the first ones to do it, but they're a little more um, I don't like I guess they are more obscure and less known for some reason, but Amnesia was also like a like an indie an indie game as well i guess mm -hmm. just said that the time that it came out it was more easily like discoverable i guess i really don't know what made amnesia so popular and like nobody knew about the penumbra series it, it may have been the, the the streamer uh factor in it because back in the early days of of youtubers this was like the go-to let's play series was anyone yeah. playing amnesia it just it's just like weird because like I don't know how they found amnesia but couldn't find Penumbra. Ah. It's just I don't, I don't know. It's weird because it's not like, you know, that that type of game wasn't like huge at the time and people weren't advertising video games like as much as they are now. Mm -hmm. Gaming's just only grown 
significantly since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But Amnesia is incredible. It definitely it kickstarted like a whole new class of horror type games. And then further down the road, people discovered Penumbra. But then you had stuff like like Outlast became mm-hmm. a thing because of Amnesia. Um, like any other type of like first person, uh, just straight surviving type game. There was no there's no fighting back in any of right, these kind yeah. of games. It's literally just you trying not to die. And it became like a whole subgenre of horror games, which is pretty amazing. It's kind of like what with 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 Dark Souls and like a, like a Souls like game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Am- amnesia just took place in one huge haunted mansion, essentially. Yeah, um, it's a big castle or something like that. It's just one location. Yeah, it was it was ginormous. It's fucking huge because there's like basement tunnels and secret labs and oh yeah, teen floors and like all this shit. Uh, but it, it opens up this whole really weird, obscure, paranormal, like experimenty type thing, um, and like the the main factor in the game was surviving based off of like your fear level. So once these monsters get introduced into the game, because the beginning is it's all only like atmospheric. There's like really nothing else um, mm-hmm. like interacting with you aside from like your own head, like hearing and right. seeing things and like freaking yourself out uh, because um, there's like a lot of weird noises and you know the the ambiance and the atmosphere of the game is very unsettling and it it makes a point to keep your sanity levels intact um, and one of the things that drops your sanity is hiding in darkness and the only way to survive from the monsters once they're introduced is to like hide in the shadows but then the longer you're in the darkness the less sanity level you have. And then like the lower your sanity gets, the more likely the monsters are to be able to find you. So you have to go into like the light and they have like, you know, like a little lantern and stuff like that. So it's this, it's this, it's this difficult balance. It's similar to alien isolation with like the radar tracker in a sense where it's like, okay, I can know what's in front of me by using this thing. But then the thing that I'm trying to find and hide from is also going to be able to find me because I'm using this. So you kind of have to do this like balance. And there's also, there's like some like drugs you can take to instantly like, bring your sanity level back to normal but it was such like an yeah that's what it was it was such an interesting way of um just like just doing the horror thing yeah like it was really cool and then you have the whole interactable items that we were we were mentioning like yeah i always i always thought that was that was very that was my first experience with that kind of gameplay i thought i always thought it was really kind of weird but at the same time really interesting how literally everything in the environment you could just like pick yeah. up and yeah like you're saying to open doors you had to click to hold it and then move the mouse or the analog stick to physically open or close it e- even yeah. the bunker which just came out this year has that same gameplay style like it's not a relic of the past like it's you know it's it's a choice mm-hmm. to have the gameplay like that it's more immersive i think this is another game where there's there's like no hud um there's not even a crosshair technically until you actually aim at something that can be interacted with because in amnesia mm-hmm. um it's just it's just the screen. And then if you go up to a door, a little hand icon, I think it was like a, it's like an open hand would show up. And then when you mm-hmm. click to hold, it would close the fist and then you would yeah. open stuff. And then things that were key items to pick up, it would be like a hand pointing. So that was it. Something so it's like all like you get. 
Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's literally it. It's like an yeah. old point-and-click adventure game. It was kind of cool in, in, in that yeah. kind of way. Because there's, there's a great moment in Amnesia uh, once you get into like the basement area, and there's that invisible water monster kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, don't remind me. Yeah, one of one of the things you have to do to survive is the, the monster goes off of like uh, vibrations and sound in the water, so every time you're in the water, the monster would go towards that. So you're in like a flooded basement hallway and the way to progress was to find things kind of like floating around and like in different rooms and grab them and like throw them in the water and then jump on top of them and it's 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 scary as shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you can't see this thing you just keep hearing it like bolting at you and that was the way to survive was just to keep throwing shit in the water and like jumping on and making like these little makeshift bridges until you get to the other side and it was like really nerve-wracking because there's certain points where you have to book it through the water and find something in like a completely different area and then hide and like throw something else to distract it and then like run back to where you were to kind of progress. It's like it was really, really well done. It's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's nerve wracking the entire time. And, you yeah. know, in a lot of ways, Alien Isolation is kind of you can tell a lot of it was inspired by amnesia. Yeah, because it's the same same kind of feel. Yeah, it's first person. There is absolutely no fighting back aside from getting the flamethrower. But even then, that's just temporary. So mm-hmm. the, your your ways of like trying to stay safe can also sometimes alert the alien to your presence. So yeah, in a lot of ways, Alien Isolation is a is 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 an amnesia like. <laughs> yeah, I guess is what we can call it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I think amnesia should probably go in, in same up there with Alien. Just toss the fucking pants away because it is it's a terrifying experience. It's really really well done. Mm-hmm. Because I feel is. like it, it's like you said, like Alien Isolation came from this, so it's it's hard to not put it in the same. Yeah, category. this is yeah. All right, all right. What's next? I can't read it. Next on the list, we have Among the Sleep. So okay. I don't know if you ever played it before. Uh, I have not. Have you heard? I've of heard it? of it though. I have heard okay. of it. So it's a. It, it kind of came from the same realm. I guess we have three in a row. Uh, <laughs> First person survival horror, really no fighting back kind of thing, and just very story driven game. Uh, it takes place in the perspective of a child. He's only two years old, um, and it's kind of it's kind of like the the Rugrats effect, where you're in the head of like a kid and you're seeing things from their perspective and like what they think is happening. Um, so the, oh, wow. the back the backstory of the game is. Uh, you play as a, a little a little boy. He just turned two. It's his birthday. And at the house, uh, someone that you don't you don't see who they are in the game. Uh, someone comes to the house. Your mom answers the door. And the, uh, the the guess is that it's your your father who's no longer in the picture. And there's like a big fight that breaks out. And the guy at the door is demanding to see you. And your mother won't allow it. And he's like, all right, well, if I can't see him, then just give him his birthday present. She gives him a box. Uh, he gives the mom a box. The mom opens it and she freaks out, puts it inside and closes it and kind of tucks it away. And then you go to open the box and the gift that you received is a sentient teddy bear. And the bear kind of guides you along this, this quest that you're on um, to kind of just like explore the house. And then weird shit starts happening and the bear gets stolen and the thing that makes it a horror game 
uh, is between the things you think you're seeing because you're a child and you're also followed by like a permanent figure kind of like in the like the old resident evil games where like mr x and like nemesis are always somewhere oh no yeah so you're you're chased by two uh the, the first one is just the it's like a like a the shadow of like a woman and then towards the end of the game it's uh it's an unknown figure in like a trench coat so it's it's a really it's a really cool game it, it's made its way on console uh over the years and it started off as just like a solo project by a developer who was just making a game because he thought the perspective of a child was something you can make as terrifying as you want because kids' imaginations just run rampant and there's there's no like rules per se of like what you can involve with this game. Um, right, makes sense. And yeah, so uh, one of the big reasons too it's on my list is at the time. Uh, when this game was pitched was like the early, early YouTube days. It kind of just popped up out of the blue. Uh, I found it on some forums and I was actually in communication with the developer at the time, like randomly. I don't remember how we started talking. Uh, I think it was like an old, early, like YouTube video of the game or something like that. And I like commented on it and he like DM'd me and we went back and forth for like a few months. And he was like telling me all about like the, the progress of the game and like ideas and stuff that he was having and like what the direction he wanted to go and all this kind of stuff. And because it was just him for a, a long time, uh, the game didn't come out like at all. And then eventually there was like a huge backing for it. And uh, there was like a small team got built and eventually it came out like a really long time down the road. I think it was like probably like 10 years at this point. Wow. Um, but then the following was so big, eventually it got like console ports and like all this stuff. Um, but it's a really cool game because it, it, it's kind of like my point of view, very, very low to the ground because you're a child. So <laughs> if you want to know what it's like seeing through Joe's eyes. Yeah, go play Among the Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it's the same kind of thing where there's like objects to interact with to have, I guess, quote unquote, like puzzles and stuff like that. So like, you know, you're a kid, so you have to move like blocks and boxes mm -hmm. and chairs and stuff right like, right like, different areas as like one of the main uh um, key things that happens in the story is when the, the teddy bear gets stolen from you he's in the washing machine so you have to like, mm. climb up the washing machine and figure out all the ways to open up the door and like get him out and stuff like that um but yeah it's just like it was a really cool game and i'm surprised that there hasn't been any other kind of horror games i guess in the sense of uh the perspective of a kid in this way right right i mean yeah that sounds like an awesome idea yeah, everything can, is scary in the eyes of yeah a literally everything fucking chairs and like doors and stuff could be creepy depending yeah. on like what you see as a kid because of the dark and everything oh yeah absolutely yeah really it's a really really cool game it's it's very unique so hey, i definitely sounds definitely like recommend it. trying it yeah and it's i guess it's subjective to what what's scary but um, they make normal things seem terrifying because it's, right. it's a kid size. So yeah, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, I um, I don't think I would throw it in toss the fucking pants away. I would say between shit has been shat and significant amount of poop. Middle. Yeah, significant amount of poop. Yeah, because there's a lot of Especially story since... emphasis in the game, so. Right. 
Especially since you're playing as a two-year-old. You know he probably shit himself at some point during this game. Oh, yeah. You're, you're dragging so. a full diapy the whole time. Yeah, there's a significant amount of poop no matter what. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, Mike, what's uh, what's next on the list here? Buddy? Probably the most terrifying game on this list. And if you're a Patreon uh, uh, subscriber and watching this video, probably been scratching your head the entire time. Like, why the fuck is this game on here? What's going <laughs> on? I can't. Is this? They're probably just like their heads are exploding with all the possible uh, theories about why we included the ant bully on this list. <laughs> it's 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 just a joke, guys. It's, it's just it's just a funny haha. It's left over from from the old uh, list. Yeah. And also, it's terrifying. Joe and I were talking about, if that actually happened to us, if we were shrunk down the size of an ant, we would be scared of our, out of our fucking minds. It would be the most terrifying thing ever. So, Yeah, have you ever Real seen talk, an, an ant's face like under a microscope? They're fucking horrifying. Yeah, just a worm. Like, a, like those, like... Science when 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 people have like taken a super up close. Oh my god! Look at this. Tell me this would not be the fucking scariest shit you could ever see in your life. Look at how terrifying that is. Jesus Christ! Like, what it, is all uh, this? Why do you need this? Why did God put that upon our earth? It's awful. Yeah. If people just listening, just Google ant face close up. And just, yes, literally, just yeah. Dare to tell me ant bully is not horrifying. The ant bully is, is fucking terrifying. We're throwing our pants away as soon as we play that game because it, what it represents is Cthulhu levels of, of horror. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Bloodborne is next. Now, some of you may not agree that Bloodborne is a horror game, and that's totally fine. This is a discussion we had. But there are definitely strong horror elements in it that we feel should be acknowledged. Uh, we've already established Bloodborne is... I think both of our personal favorite Souls-like games. Mm -hmm. for, um, sure. for a lot of people, it is. It's one of the it's one of the greatest games ever made, in our opinion. But again, we're not judging this game. We're not judging this game based on those merits alone. We're talking about how much this game scared us, and there is quite a bit of of horror centric uh, things in this game, both from you know traditional you know universal monster movie kind of thing with werewolves and shit. But also on the cosmic scale, like aliens and cosmic entities and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, it's very much, even though you might not describe it as a horror game, there's enough horror, horrific elements in this game to where it obviously it was enough for us to include on the list. Yeah, I think also it's worth noting that when we when we say like it, it scared us or it's scary, it doesn't have to be us like, you know screaming and like not wanting to play the game anymore like not yeah. sleeping it's like also reacting in the game itself mm -hmm. like you yeah. see something fucking creepy in the game and you're like i'll i'll come back to this and you just turn around and try to do something else <laughs> that counts as being scary exactly so, yeah or just like the concept of something even though it's not like oh super scary jump scare but just like we see something or we read something and just the realization sets in of like what it is or what that implies. And it's like, oh, shit, that kind of thing. That could also be, you know. Exactly. Like, honestly, the moment when you realize that this isn't just a werewolf hunting game, that there's also other shit going on. It's pretty terrifying when you realize the, the scope of what this game is about. Like, like the first time you see the... Um... The little fucking the, the blood sucker. The first oh, time yeah. you ever encounter one like this yeah, weird the little fucking like rickety <laughs> bony fucking hunched over thing wearing a robe. 
and you're like, what the fuck is that? You walk up to it, it turns around, it's like, it has like fucking it's squid face, squid yeah. face, and it chases after you. Like, come on, bro, you're gonna tell me that's not fucking terrifying? Yeah, exactly. So don't come at us with this Bloodborne is not a horror game shit because I know some of y'all are out there. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely horror. There's fucking monsters, Cthulhu level shit. There's werewolves and blood and gothic yeah. shit everywhere. It's a horror. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Um, that being said, um, I'm kind of thinking just a dash of a skid mark because it's still not super scary. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like, I don't have a visceral reaction as much to playing this game as I would other horror games. I can definitely recognize all the horror aspects of it, and I'm comfortable saying horror, but it's not enough to, like, make it to where, you know, I have to only play this game in the daytime. I can play this game in pitch in, in pitch darkness just fine. Yeah. I so, agree. Yeah. It's not clean undies, because there are some elements, in it, especially when you're playing through it for the very first time. Another thing is, we've played this game dozens and dozens of times. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're playing through it for a very first time, you're probably going to be a little bit more apprehensive, so... Just, I think, just a dash of a skid mark is is pretty good for that game. There's enough in it for you to see something and be like, "Nah," and then exactly try, yeah. try to pretend I'll you didn't see what you saw. Yeah, I will deal with that later. Yeah. yeah so exactly. with that, it's it's physically impossible to put in clean undies just because yes. of that. Absolutely. Glad we're in agreement. <clears throat> Ooh, I'm excited right. about this next one, Joe. Oh. I am too. It's been a hot minute since I played this game and I'm overdue for another playthrough for this one as well. Yeah, it's on. It's backwards compatible, so I've got it on my Xbox. That's true. You want to lead them off with this one, buddy? Sure. Uh, We've got Condemned Criminal Origins. Now, this was an Xbox 360 launch title back in 2006, so it's a bit of an oldie. But it's also it's a bit of a hidden gem. I don't see it talked about nearly as much as it deserves. It definitely Um, is not. Sadly. Like I said, it is backwards compatible, so if you're an Xbox owner and have never played it, you can get it for, I don't know, just a couple of bucks. I don't think it's on Game Pass, so I don't know if you can get it for free, but... I know very least you can get it from at some point. I don't know if it's still yeah, it's got a sequel, but I've never played the sequel. I've only played the first one, Criminal Origins. It's not... It's uh, It was more action-centered. Was Yeah, that's kind of it was, what I heard. It's a good like, game, I've, but... I've heard it's not bad, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, yeah, twenty right. bucks. Which, honestly, it's it's a little expensive, but it's it's. I would still buy it for that amount. It's a great game. Um, it you, you play as um Ethan Thomas, who's an FBI agent. Um, and the game opens up at the scene of you're you're, you're after a serial killer called the Matchmaker. Um, it's a very seven Criminal Minds style game where you're chasing after these serial killers with. With clever names and different, you know, modus operandi that makes them stand out. If you're into that kind of stuff, like true crime, criminal minds, why do people do, do weird shit kind of things, you you will love this game because it's got all that shit. It's great. Um, but the from gameplay-wise, it's actually a very simple game. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a first-person action horror game. Uh, action's a little bit, little bit, little bit heavy. It, uh, there is combat in the game. Um, it's, there are guns, but it's mainly melee com melee combat focused and you're picking up things left and right from, from the game. You're, you're tearing pipes off the wall. You're picking up two by fours. Um, every once in a while you get something good, like a sledgehammer or an ax. Um, and what I really like is really cool. They all double as, 
You can use them as melee weapons, but you can also use them as tools to get through certain certain things. Like some doors, you can only break through with an axe. There are some gates that you can only like gates that are like locked shut with an electric mechanism. You can like cut the wire with a shovel, so you can get through it. So it's got a little bit of like exploration and puzzle solving, but just a little bit. It's mainly moving through an area fighting off the bad guys and trying not to shit your pants because this is a very scary game. Uh, you're in the dark most of the time, so you have a flashlight. Um, it's not a very long game. It's only got like five or six levels, but the levels themselves are pretty are pretty big, and you're moving through them quite a bit. And they range from, you know, there's, there's a, like an abandoned subway tunnel early on in the game to like an abandoned mall and everything is abandoned in the city apparently because there's an abandoned <laughs> mall there's an abandoned school there's an abandoned farm and it's all run down and spooky and filled to the brim with violent drug addicts who are out to kill the first thing that moves so th those are most of the enemies that you're fighting are you're beating up crackheads essentially <laughs> <laughs> but they're scary crackheads so it's okay um there are quite a bit of jump scares and there are a lot of moments where these enemies will hide from you. So you don't know where they are, but you will still hear them. And they're like, <laughs> they're making <laughs> weird fucking noises like that. And the lighting is really good. It can be really dark with like maybe a flickering light bulb or something. It is genuinely kind of creepy. This game is, uh, there are some nights where I'm playing this game and I'm like, uh, I should probably put it down for now. This is kind of getting to me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's the whole true crime like serial killer. It is. Like, it's that kind of vibe to it because it's not something yeah. that's really popular for some reason. Like it's such a good topic to like make games based around. It, it like, is. It does have towards the end of the game, and honestly, this is one of the flaws of the game. I don't like that it kind of took this route, but it does have a little bit of like a supernatural vibe to it towards the mm -hmm. end, which is which is kind of a letdown because the entire time it's grounded, it's realistic for the most part. Um, just bad people doing bad things. No supernatural ghosts or anything about it. Um, which that is very much this game's strength. So when they kind of took the more supernatural route towards the end, it kind of lost me a little bit. Um, but for the most part, this this game is... The, the, the atmosphere, the storytelling... It's very much a 2006 game. You can tell with the graphics and, the, and, and things like that. But it, it, it didn't really age poorly. Like, I, I, I'm still playing it just fine. And, yeah, the cutscenes kind of take me out a little bit because of how bad the graphics are. But it's it's terrible. The moment-to-moment -moment yeah. gameplay is what's important. And it, it always has me on the edge of my seat. Um, there's one particular level in the, once again, abandoned library. Um, when you're down in the basement and you're, like, separated from your partner and your flashlight broke. So you have to navigate through this maze of like overturned bookshelves completely in the dark and you're hearing noises all around you and there's like the scurrying of, yeah, there are drug addicts that scurry, apparently. They're on like all fours <laughs> and they're like crawling. It's really weird, but it's very effective because that's the most terrifying moment in the entire game. It's very scary. Um, you hold on to your flashlight for dear life in this game, and as soon as it takes away, it takes it away from you. You feel that shit. <laughs> it's like um, a crutch. Yes, God. it's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, 
And one other thing that's really cool in this game, you're an FBI agent, and so several parts in this game, you're examining crime scenes. You're using tools. I don't know how he carries all this shit around with him because it looks like it's really impressive. heavy, really expensive, yeah. really heavy, really expensive FBI equipment. Um, stuff to take pictures. You're scanning DNA and sending it to the lab. You got like a big ass forensic light bulb that you're using to like follow paths and things like that. It's pretty well done. Um, My I wish favorite was aspect little... of the game too. I always, I it's love very unique. Sessions. Yeah, it's like the Arkham Asylum investigation stuff. Always stands yeah. out so much. It's it's like an early version of Batman's detective mode almost, um, where it's the not the entire story. part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the entire part of the game. It's done very well. It's done very easily. Nothing about it is difficult. It's literally just pressing a button, aiming, and pressing the same button again. So it's not difficult to do. It doesn't take you out of the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay. But it's just a little element that keeps it unique, keeps it fresh, and it makes you feel like that you're actually, okay, I kind of have a purpose as to why I'm here yeah. kind of thing. You're not just it's wandering different. through a random place. So this is absolutely a phenomenal game. Um, Joe, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, it's been a while since I played this game, but it, it's it's weird because I feel like it's 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 like a strange uh, situation with the game where it's it's definitely created with like horror in mind. But mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's one of those games where because of like the realism behind the direction of the game, like the gameplay itself, it's like you're an FBI agent investigating shit. So yeah, I guess it's not supposed to be scary per se but it's like between the atmosphere and the vibe of the game it made like a real life situation like terrifying because yeah. of, like you were saying like the sound effects and the atmosphere the vibe of the game the tone like the way everyone talks and everything and the way you have to navigate through these like old beaten down places it just it makes normal life shit very scary and i think it was yes. it's done very well so I and like I said, agree. It, yeah, it's it's like a it's a it's a topic that's like for some reason just like not used that much. Like it's it's weird. You feel like investigative like serial killer kind of stuff would be like like a gold mine for horror games because there's so much yeah. you can do with it. I can see game developers being like, well, I just we just don't know of a way to make that kind of thing like exciting gameplay wise. But I mean, look at look at Condemned. I mean, is it the most in depth as far as like investigating? No, but I think it does it enough to where you still very much know that's what it's about, and you're still into it. So, yeah, it could definitely be done more. I agree. It should be so be pretty yeah. cool. I don't think it's as terrifying as Amnesia or Alien, so I don't think you have to throw your pants away after playing this. But I would kind of put it in shit has been shat. Like this, it gets it gets to be a, a lot. I can I can vibe with that. Yeah. Like again, there there's some nights when I'm playing this and I'm like I'm by myself, I've got my headphones on, I'm playing it, and I like get to a checkpoint and I'm just like, you know, I think I'm probably done. <laughs> <laughs> I played like half an hour, forty five minutes, I made some progress. I'm I'm good for now. I don't I don't want to get too too much into this shit. And that's not because I don't like it or I'm not having fun, but just because it's it's getting kind of scary. Yeah. Because it's real life situations too, so it is. It's a different kind of horror than what we've yeah. talked about so far. You could easily imagine yourself in this dude's shoes and imagine how fucking scary this would be. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. It's like a, it's like right. a Scream movies where it's just someone, someone's who lost their shit yeah. and just wanted to go around killing people. Like it happened. Yeah. Like, it, it really could. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So All right, Joe, kick us, kick this next one off. We have a game I have not played in a very long time because I'm not the biggest fan of the developers, but I, I, I appreciate what's been birthed. Uh, we have Dead by Daylight. So I'm assuming everyone already knows what this game is, but you, you don't. It's an asymmetrical horror game where it's survivors versus killer. Um, and I use the verses lightly because survivors cannot actually kill the killer or do anything mm -hmm. aside from stun them with certain items and objects. Um, but the goal is Alice. survivors are dropped into some weird area that's explained by some very obscure in-depth lore that I do not give a shit enough to learn about. Um, you need to tell uh, me you don't play this asymmetric online only multiplayer game for the deep lore. <laughs> there, there's an entity who wants people dead so we can feed and become strong. That's basically what it is. And uh, the survivors are and all no, dropped. it's not Michael Myers. Uh, ish. <laughs> he is there, <laughs> but yes. Um, uh, you have survivors who are dropped into random areas, and the objective is to turn on some generators and get the fuck out of said environment by powering up a gate and leaving while not being murdered by a killer that is stalking and hanging them to beat hooks. So there's no AI. It's strictly player versus player. So it's online only. And, you know, so that means there's lobbies and such. Uh, there's a shit ton of characters on both sides at this point because the game's mm -hmm. been out for seven or eight years now, I think. Something um, like that. It's been forever. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been it's developed by behavior. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they are the creators of Naughty Bear, if you ever remember that game on 360, <laughs> which was similar, I guess. I, so I, I I'm one of the few who fucking loves the shit out of Naughty Bear. That was Naughty Bear is fun. Naughty Bear was, weird, like, was a neat little weird game, fucking you know? game, right? It's so mm -hmm. strange. Uh, but they somehow got Dead by Daylight out of that. Um. Yeah, it's, are, which is now like it's like the Smash Bros for horror icons. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like Smash Bros and like Fortnite at this point, where they they're thriving off of the the licensed guest stars. Because the most mm -hmm. recent one we had the Alien DLC, uh, which introduced uh, Ripley and the Xenomorph, and I think a new map came from it too. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's it's been a while since I played. I think the last time I I played it was uh, the Ring ring dlc collaboration thing that they did uh yeah so they have they have a, a good amount of their own unique characters on survivor and killer side um but then they have a fuck ton of licensed characters now at this point which includes michael myers uh leatherface pinheads in it the demogorgon from stranger things you got ghostface uh, Samara from The Ring, the Alien, Jigsaw. there's even Jigsaw, because uh, you have uh, the pig, she's in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have, there's video game ones as well, so there's Resident Evil, they have um, Nemesis is in it, um, Wesker, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill, it's 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 Is massive. Wesker a killer or is he a survivor? He's a killer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so the, the survivors, they have uh, Leon, Chris, and Jill. Mm. Um, and then every time when they make a new character, uh, like event, they have 
usually it's it's at least one survivor and one killer every now and then they kind of just do one depending on what it is like when they did the um the evil dead it was it was just ash williams as a survivor um but they'll have a survivor or two and a killer and then they drop with three sets of unique perks and the perks are all themed around the the character at hand and then they do different things in the game and the objective is to you know make a build with said character and make it easy on yourself to to try to escape mm-hmm. um, unfortunately the game has just become like a money pit i think behavior only cares about money uh they, they thrive off of these licensed dlcs and they don't mm-hmm. really care about balancing the game uh i've heard it's been better over the past few releases i just haven't gotten around to actually reinstalling and giving it another go uh it is a fun game because it's unique it's it's very mm-hmm. stressful because at this point in time most of the people playing are people who've been playing for a very long time so yeah yeah you kind of depending on whatever side you're in you're kind of either going to get dunked on or you're going to have a very easy game because you could either get matched up with a a new killer or a whole set of new survivors and you kind of just steamroll the game uh yeah but it, it's always i always feel so good whenever like if i'm playing the killer and there's a survivor who's just been juking me the entire time because that's apparently all the survivor has to do is just yeah. juke me lead me in circles and throw pallets in my face when i finally mm-hmm. like get them and hook them i feel so fucking good man <laughs> oh that's a great feeling yeah because that's it's one of the issues with the game is the reason i stayed off is just it's a very toxic community, unfortunately, for a, like a game type that I I enjoy. I like it. It's cool. It's unique. There's at the time mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot like it. Uh, there's a couple, you know, trickling out here and there, like Texas Chainsaw and I guess Friday the Thirteenth. Um, but it's it's kind of like the top of the totem pole in terms of those games where every game kind of wants to be like it, and mm-hmm. then people end up just going back to Dead by Daylight at some point or another. And then the other games kind of fall off and no one really wants to play them anymore, like the Evil Dead game, unfortunately, which was a lot of fun. But the community fell off pretty quickly for that game. And the servers were basically dead within like three months time, even though it was like a huge sandbox map to explore for each game. Survivors had like objectives and like mini quests you can do. And there was like looting and actually could fight back against the killer. But for some reason, it just wasn't good enough and then yeah that sounds that sounds flocks awesome. back to dead by daylight yeah it was cool there was a whole bunch of characters and like each each uh killer was like unique where you controlled like multiple bad guys at once and then you can earn points to like send out like a huge unit and use them to control and stuff it was really cool um but i don't know i guess it's just it's one of those things where the game before it was just it's been out for forever and it's well established and everyone's just like ah, yeah yeah Go play that Unfortunately, again. Unfortunately, Dead by Daylight came first. Yeah. Was Dead by Daylight or Friday the 13th first? Dead by Daylight was first. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 what kickstarted the whole asymmetric multiplayer thing. And unfortunately, it's been around the longest, and so it has a, every other game that's come after it, unfortunately, is being compared to it. And very few of them, if any of them, are as favorably regarded as dead by daylight is i think texas chainsaw is doing pretty good but they're gonna need to release some new content fast because it's already been almost two months and nothing new has come out for texas chainsaw so they're gonna have to get on that 
post-launch uh, content stuff fast. I think they only Otherwise, released like a, a couple of new skins or something, didn't they? they I don't even know about skin. that. Skin, I mean. Um, but yeah, it's the same. Th- I think Friday the 13th, though, was like the only other one that was actually doing very well. And the only yeah. reason that the community kind of filtered out was because of the lawsuit that happened and they were forced to halt content yeah. releasing. Which Yeah, before that, it was doing pretty well for itself. Yeah, people were playing that game like all the time. It was just a fun party game with friends to just go online mm-hmm. and fuck around with Jason. Yeah. Uh, but the lawsuit ruined everything, unfortunately. And now the game's, I think, what is it, like another month or so until it's, it's getting 100% close, yeah. gone. Yeah, it's like the end of this year at some time, and it's going to be delisted and the servers are shut down, which sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. But. So. Dead by Daylight, for a lot of those reasons, it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, it is a fun game. I downloaded it and played it for the first time before Texas Chainsaw came out to get used to the whole asymmetric multiplayer thing. Like, it's fun, but just, like, all that stuff behind it, how it's become just a cash grab, and it's kind of... It it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for other asymmetric multiplayer horror-based games, which, I mean, I guess that's... You could make the argument that they could try something different. You know, like, the Texas Chainsaw need to be asymmetric multiplayer? Could you have maybe thought of something else to do? I don't know. I'm just posing the question. But at the same time, like, I kind of hate that Dead by Daylight is monopolizing the whole thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like uh, with, with horror games like that, I feel like developers are kind of forced to choose between asymmetrical horror or, like, survive-only single-player type game. Like for yeah, for Texas Chainsaw, it's like I don't I don't know what else you could do to make a game other than just not making it a game. Where it's either you do asymmetrical horror where it's PvP only, or you do a single player game where you can only play as survivors and you're trying not to get killed by the family. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you do um, the other way where you get to play as like the villain only, it would be like one level <laughs> and then you just butcher everybody <laughs> and then the game's over like i don't know it's... i did when i was a kid, like I, am... I may not talk about this as much because it kind of goes into a topic we've considered doing for a future episode but when i was a kid i thought one of the many 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 ideas i had for a video game was it was honestly a series of games that were based on these classic horror movies and their villains and you would play as the killer and you would go through, it would be like a big sandbox thing where you can just go around killing people and doing different things. Um, so, and, and, and Leatherface was one of them. I thought that would be really cool. So something like that could still work if you, you know, did it in, I don't know. I don't know what it would take, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be interesting. It's like one of those but, games you, you get to release for like 30 bucks and just make it like a, like a 10 hour sandbox kind of game. But then you're free to do yeah. whatever you want after that or something. So there's, exactly. there's definitely there's definitely ways to do it, but I feel like a lot of these devs kind of feel like they have to do yeah. PvP only because or they have to do something trendy. Yeah. Because because Dead by Daylight set the standard, so yeah. But also for the purposes of this tier list, it's not scary. <laughs> <laughs> I think for it to be scary, it's like you have to play as a survivor, and it's just the horror aspect of like not knowing like where the killer is at all times. Yeah, but even then, it's like. I mean, I can't say clean undies because 
there's there's builds where like you don't even know where the killer is like literally and they could like like um what's it called like crack mirror myers where he can see through walls and hide his aura and his like sound effects and all that shit and literally it's made just for jump scares and there's like a lot you could do with it to make it scary so i think yeah it's probably gonna be the very bottom for me just a dash of a skin mark any other game can go in front of it and this is like the very bottom yeah. Also because it's it's PvP only, so it's also based off of how good the killer is. Because yeah, exactly. It's not scary if you're playing as the killer, obviously. It's an, it's fucking mm-hmm. annoying as shit sometimes when the survivors <laughs> are gods. But yeah, that's it. So yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Fuck you, Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This is my if 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 you if you guys are paying attention to the lore of Tilted Casuals, this is my number one game of all time, Dead Space. Um, and bully. <laughs> and bully. Spoiler <laughs> alert, Dead Space is going at the very tippity, tippity top. Um, Dead Space is fucking terrifying. I won't spend too much time on it because I had a whole episode dedicated to this masterpiece, but this game is fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Um the remake especially because again the the lighting the sound design the atmosphere the graphics it's just such a tense and frightening experience the entire way through i know what's going to happen in this game i know what to expect i've played this game dozens of times it doesn't matter i still get scared um like when when the very first time the uh, i don't even know the name of the enemy the big hulking one bursts out of that room and you're yeah. in like the lobby area. You have to fight it for the first time. I fought that thing and killed it. I can I can take down that thing in um, in under a minute, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to be scared shitless the entire time. It's very <laughs> it's, aggressive. It is extremely aggressive. And the first time you encounter it, when you're going down that hallway, and it like reaches through the window at you, gets me every time. I can see it coming, but it's still a really tense experience for me. Yeah, th- this game is is horrifying. Again, I won't say much about it because I've already done did a whole episode about it. But if you guys haven't played Dead Space by now, by God, play this game. It's backwards compatible. You don't even have to buy the remake. Buy the original on Xbox. I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass. Actually, all three of them. All three are. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't play so, the third one. Just don't play the third one. Yeah, it, it, it's good, <laughs> but in a I think it's good, but in a different way. The first two are masterpieces. Obviously, if you can afford and want to buy the remake, absolutely do it. It's a phenomenal game. But if you mm-hmm. just want to ex- ex- just want to experience Dead Space, if you have Game Pass, download it and play it. You have no excuse. It is a phenomenal game. Even way back in 2008, it was terrifying. It set the bar. Along with Resident Evil, it set the bar for third-person horror games. And to this day, it is still regarded as one of the best horror games ever made. It is a terrifying experience. Play it. Absolutely in the dark with your headphones on. You'll be on the edge of your seat the entire time. It is absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's worth playing the original and then just seeing how they evolved into the... Oh, yeah. Especially because there's there's new features and stuff like that and extra, extra yeah, things absolutely. to find and whole areas that are different and everything. Um, especially with the dialogue for Isaac, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Isaac talks in the in the in the remake, which is bizarre, yeah. but it's very welcome because he has an excellent voice actor. Yeah, it's it's really really cool because you could obviously if you're on Xbox specifically, 
or you have a PC, you could play it not for free, but if you have Game Pass, it's no extra charge mm-hmm. to play yes. at least the original and then get the remake and then just see what they did with it because we're all ex- assuming the the sequel it's getting a remake as well, which I am very excited for if that's the case. Oh yeah, part two because is so good. Two is the best one in the in the in the whole series. Dead Space Two is I may say that my favorite is the original just because it's the original, but objectively Dead Space Two is is the better game. And yeah, the first one did very well. I'm not for sure how it did financially. I can't imagine that it flopped. Um, it got excellent reviews, so I'd, I'd be very surprised if a Dead Space 2 remake wasn't around the corner. So, yeah, play it while you can. Even the original is, it still holds up to this day. Yeah, they're, they're very, very good games. Yes. They're my favorite, so do it for me. Yeah, if anything, do it for him, Make guys. Papa happy. Don't let him cry. And I will, I will <laughs> cry. He will cry. <laughs> Don't think I won't. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up on our list, uh, I don't know if you said you've you've watched. Yes, I have watched this, it. Being, right? I have watched it being played. Okay, so which is kind of what you do when you're playing it too, but you know what I mean. I, it's this game it's is a so visual tough. Novel. Yeah, it's it's this game is so tough for me to talk about because I've I've recommended it to people in the past to play, but I always tell them like go into it blind because I don't yeah. want it spoiled for you. Just uh, having it on this list is spoiling it. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. So the, the the game is Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, this is not a joke. This is not a meme. Yeah, if you're if you're lucky enough, all right. This is what we'll do. If you're lucky enough to have not played this game, it's worth playing, going in blind, and just experiencing it on your own. Uh, well, I'll put a spoiler alert specifically for this game to just skip ahead a little bit if you don't want the uniqueness of this game ruined um but that's your warning if you listen beyond this it's your own fucking fault so yeah doki doki literature club was another game kind of like amnesia where it was like a youtuber slash streamers like haven like it it it, it mm-hmm. every community YouTuber was by storm. this game yeah because the first of all the name of itself is like it's basically like clickbait and it's a very like kawaii, cutesy anime, poppy, bubbly looking game where it's it's just many people were probably hoping these girls would get naked at some point. Yeah, it's very cute, hot looking anime girls like typical Japan does with their anime girls. Uh, and the names like bubbly Doki Doki Literature Club. So the game is centered around you as the main character. It's from your point of view where everyone addresses to you. It's technically first person, but it's a visual novel. And it's it's based off of um, your best friend is trying to get you to join this literature club at school because you need something to do in like your spare time or whatever. And it introduces a small cast of characters. It's just you. I don't even think you you're named. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure they just they just I don't talk think so. to you. I don't think your yeah. character has a name. Um, but all the girls do because there's uh, Sayori is your best friend, and there's Yuri. Uh, Monica is the the, the club leader and then uh Natsuki is like the other girl because it's it's four girls and then you you're you're a guy so obviously you're gonna join this club because you're drowning in bitches like why wouldn't you want to join this club? <laughs> um, it's like oh this is a very very uh deep take but did you ever watch sweet life of Zach and Cody 
Oh, yeah. There's one episode where Zach and Cody go to a ball game with with Mr. Mosby, the hotel manager, and he's not a, a, a typical, you know, man's man baseball guy. And the other men in, in the in the stadium are making fun of him, especially when they find out that he took ballet. <laughs> <laughs> he's essentially he's like, you may think I'm you may think I'm, you know, a, a girl for going to, to ballerina class to ballet class. But I was the only I was the only uh, boy amongst a class of pretty pretty girls. Mama didn't raise no fool. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is so funny, especially when all the they were like you know bearded trucker guys, and they look at them, they're just like, okay, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that moment is burned into my brain because of how fucking funny it is, and that's essentially what this. That's is. basically what it is, because your character yeah, is like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna do that. It's for girls. Like, why well, do I want to do that shit? And then eventually, Mama didn't like, raise no fool. Yeah, and Mama <laughs> didn't raise a fool. So eventually, you're like, all right, whatever, fuck it, I'll join this club. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a slow burn kind of story. It's 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 relatively quick because I'm pretty sure the game was only like like 15 bucks or whatever. Um, and now it's made its on it's it's made its way onto Switch. Yeah, it's on everything. Yeah, it's, I think it's on everything at this point. But it started off PC only. Um, so the, the, the game's it's a slow burn. It's it's a lot of just visual-based stuff. You're just reading a lot and answering questions with different answer options and stuff like that. And it, it makes differences throughout the game to how it progresses and like the ending and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as you're playing the game, there's very subtle little tiny itsy bitsy things that start to pop up that make you kind of second guess yourself as like to did i actually see that like is that what's happening and there's no backtracking unless you do like quick saves and go back so you're kind of just you're just it's like reading a book so you're just reading page by page and then eventually the game gets really dark and uh your best friend's dead i think it's 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 by uh sudoku right <laughs> like you're she's 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 gone uh i can't remember how it happens either like hanging or like jumping out of a window or something but it's oh, so seppuku? sudoku mike you can't say oh, okay words. yeah you, you, um, you kermit sudoku <laughs> yeah um but it's it's like out of nowhere there's there's like signs because her 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 attitude and her mood kind of start to change she gets a little sad and then it's just it just happens. And you're like, what the fuck? So from that point is where the game kind of derails. And one of the characters gets like obsessed with you. And it's just, it progresses just completely different from how the game starts. And it just goes down this super dark spiraling staircase of just fucked up shit. And eventually the game towards the end, it's just you and Monica. And she's fucking insane like beyond insane so the benefit that people had if they played this game on pc because i never got to play it on console so i don't know exactly how they do it but when you're playing it on the computer because she's obsessed with you and she's like you know this whole thing where she's like killing everybody or whatever uh Mm -hmm. there's a portion of the game that happens at the end where she it's one of the things that you like agree to as you're playing the game that you don't pay attention to, but she goes through your computer files and she starts referencing shit that's been saved on your computer. And it will it'll even go to the lengths of like bringing them up, like physically on your screen, like 
it'll bring up like a random picture that's saved on your computer and it's like oh what's this who's this blah 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 like especially if it finds like a person it'll she'll she gets like jealous and shit it's really fucking bizarre and it tripped me up because it was one of the games that i i heard about and i i was lucky enough to just take the advice of going in blind and i did and i played through it and i'm really glad i did because the game just fucking derails itself so quickly and it's it's just it was like a breath of fresh air because it was so unique at the time and i i don't think there's too many games since then have, that have done the same thing but it's really fucking creepy because it's like basically real life situations that would happen and then it turns into this weird like psychological supernatural horror with like a fucking ai built into your computer kind of like just trying to kill you as the yeah. player it's it's so weird and so cool at the same time and i yeah. I, I fucking moment, love this game that moment when you realize that she's not obsessed with your character she's obsessed with you yeah the you as the player fucking that's such a terrifying there. moment yeah and she'll even like she'll know your name too because if you have anything on your computer that has like your name she she'll eventually like address you as your name and it's it's so weird. It's so mm -hmm. so creepy and so cool, and I, I I just love the shit out of this game. And I've I've had I think like at least two or three friends that I've convinced in in the past to just say fuck it, download it, play it, don't look at anything about it, and just just experience it. Ignore the name and the cutesy thing because it's not anything what you're expecting <laughs> it to be like. Nope. It never that's is. why it's it on this list people off guard yep it's not a joke it's not a meme it is it's legitimately terrifying yeah it's it's something and it's 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 just so cool because it's so different and it was i just love it it's so good yeah so where do you think it goes on the list uh, so it's 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 hard because it's a different type of you know horror it's yeah it's like psychological and then I don't know it's weird because i guess you yeah. know because i like i said i never played it on console so i don't know the extent of how it goes at the end of the game the mm -hmm. pc version definitely is really fucking creepy because of all that shit she does digging through your files and stuff oh yeah um so if the, the, the console does something similar or if they just wing it and like make something else up i guess it would depend so like pc as far as i know would definitely be infinitely scarier than the console version oh yeah um the only thing i can think of with the console is maybe they do like a Metal Gear Solid, and they pull up like a, a, a save file with another game yeah. that you played. That's but I I don't, that wouldn't be as scary as them actually finding your name. <laughs> yeah, unless they can go through like like your uh, like your account settings or something and find like who's Maybe, registered but under. That'd be, but... that'd be tough to do. Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, so I'm not for sure where to. Like in some ways, I can see it going up at the very top because of how unique and mm -hmm. and and. and you know f original it was but at the same time like it's not like a shit your pants scary it's more just like a it fucks know. with you scary it's weird yeah as I'm, I'm torn between these two like bottom of shit has been shat or like right in the top of significant amount significant of amount of poop yeah let's put it in the middle for now like maybe yeah, top I'll, of the middle i'll agree with that yeah and if we if we want to move it around later we can forwarding and you happen to find this very specific point in time the spoiler is over and we're gonna yes. we're gonna move on okay. to the next game yeah and we put it in at the top of significant amount of poop so it's dead in the middle of this tier 
Yeah, I'll put like a if anyone reads the descriptions of the Spotify episodes, I'll I'll put like a little time marker. Get the time code. Yeah. Start from. Yeah. Yeah. Man. All right. Such a cool game. This next one is pretty divisive. Yes, because I have differing opinions based off of which of the two games. You and and Zach, another another friend of ours, hate this game. I hate the we hate the first one specifically. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Because Evil Dead Two, apparently yeah. Evil Dead, the Evil Within Two, is apparently we, really we good. We both I haven't played loved that. it. Yes, yeah. I have only played the first one, the Evil Within, and I really liked it. I enjoy the Evil Within a lot. Um, it was really easy to not like it when it first came out because you could only play it with like in widescreen mode. It had like the black bars at the top and bottom of the screen, and it really fucked with your field of vision. Mm-hmm. Um. But they later updated it to where you can play without that, and I think it helped out a ton. Yeah. Because the very first time I tried playing it, I couldn't do it with those black bars. I, I quit. I couldn't play it. But I got it again later. I think I got it used for like 10 bucks, probably. I was like, I didn't play very much of it. I'll try it again. And I played without the black bars, and I instantly had a better time. So... But yeah, I'm a, I'm this a petty is... little bitch and never gave the first one another go <laughs> for more than just those reasons. But yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. I, I definitely understand why you guys don't. But we've already established it. I'm an extremely easy to please person. So this doesn't really mean anything. The fact that I like it and you guys don't. <laughs> yeah, but um, the evil within it was this was a super, super hyped game. When it was announced, yeah. because it was from the original creator of was is it? It's from the creator of Resident Evil, right? Shinji Mikami. Um, I yeah, I think he was. I think he wrote it. I can't remember. It's a Bethesda published game. Yeah, I don't remember. Are they might? I don't think they developed it. Did they? No, they didn't develop it. I'm looking it up right now because I can't remember. I think was it Tango? Tango GameWorks. Yeah, the same people who did. Um, Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> on oh, yeah. Fucking Which is fucking game. If you cool. haven't played it, amazing game. Hi-Fi Rush is super cool on game. Really Pass. fucking cool. Not a horror game at all. It's a lighthearted, cheery action game. Really yeah. weird that it's from the people who made The Evil Within. Uh, yeah, the game was directed by the Resident Evil series creator Shinji Mikami. Ah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it was incredibly hyped because of that. Like, it was like the guy who created resident evil is like back with an all new you know ip horror ip it definitely feels like it especially like that weird era of like re5 and 6 yes like that, when that you play direction you play the evil within you can definitely feel the resident because it's a third person survival horror action game um and you're playing as essentially leon kennedy senior because you know, he's he's a, he's a he's a kennedy for sure yeah, Italian Leon Kennedy. Yeah, Sebastian Castellanos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm surprised the dude didn't speak with the Mario accent. <laughs> right, just the doing like the that. hands the whole time. Yes. <laughs> you know, the Italian hands. You know what we mean. You know um, what it is. The game is fucking weird. Um, I still don't entirely understand the plot. You're like inside the mind of a mental patient or something mental of an asylum patient or something like that. I never fully understood it, but that's kind of fine. Um, Cause some horror things, you know, you're not going to ever fully uh, understand it. Um, 
So the game is pretty creepy at times. Uh, it, it it varies between you know outdoor foresty levels to you know interior of an abandoned hospital levels and things like that. Um, there's different enemy designs from your run of the mill zombie with a pitchfork. It's very Resident Evil Four at times. Mm-hmm. Um, even all the way up to a, a dude wielding a chainsaw. You know, it's 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 extremely Resident Evil Four at times. Um, and I will, I, I absolutely will admit, not nearly as good as Resident Evil Four. Um, the gameplay is just not quite as tight. Um, I don't know. It's hard to explain. You kind of have to play it. Like I enjoyed it. Like I I liked it just fine. But I will still admit, you know, it's it's nowhere near as good as Resident Evil is. Um, it's it's a lot more actiony, which I know Resident Evil kind of took an action detour later on down the road. But you were kind of hoping this game to be a lot closer to the traditional Resident Evil survival horror. And this game has a whole lot more emphasis on action than it does the horror. It's got some creepy bits, to be sure. Like, you know, there, there's some parts of this game that, that's legitimately scary. But yeah. for the most part, it's just a bunch of shoot running and shooting at things. Um, which is fun, don't get me wrong. But it's not quite what people wanted from this game especially from the original creator of the Resident Evil series. We wanted more slow-paced horror than we got with The Evil Within. So it didn't turn out to be what people wanted. Um, I still think it got decent reviews, and obviously it sold well enough to warrant a sequel, which, from what Joe and, and our friend Zach says, Evil Within 2 is a much better game than the first one. Why, why is that? What, what do you like better about The Evil Within 2? I think it just it just flowed better and it felt better to me because a lot of the issues that I had with the first game was the AI was kind of really stupid most of the time. Yeah. Um, the combat controls were not the best. Um, it was just like a lot of little things that kind of piled up because I remember specifically the one the one moment that kind of made me not play it anymore was I very easily manipulated three enemies at the same time just from a a wooden fence post and they all kind of chased me and i ran to this fence and i went on the other side and all they kept doing was hopping over the fence right in the middle granted it was like a like a eight foot fence like lengthwise it wasn't big so every time they hopped over i just ran to the other side and they just all at the same time just hopped over again none of them kind of split and like derailed to try to kill me at the same time it was kind of just like it was like cat and mouse and they were getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is just dumb. And then you can just keep throwing bottles at enemies like over and over again. Cause I remember they wouldn't even break. So you could just throw a bottle, run over, pick it up, run mm-hmm. back a few feet, throw the bottle again. And I couldn't follow the story at all. Granted the second one, I couldn't either. I don't know what the fuck that game's about. <laughs> I, en- I enjoyed playing it a it's lot more, so but confusing. I don't have a goddamn clue what happened in that game. Yeah. The second uh, one was almost a bit more open world, wasn't it? Like it had much yeah. larger open ended levels with like different side quests and stuff, which I thought was pretty neat. But yeah, um, the honestly the coolest thing about the game, and even this is kind of like derivative, is uh, the keeper, uh, probably the most infamous uh, enemy from that game. The dude with the safe on his head and with like the, yeah, the, the, it's the, pretty the badass looking. He's really cool. He's essentially a, a less cool pyramid head. <laughs> um, yeah. when it comes to like game horror icons but he's still pretty cool um he he's not in the game hardly at all um he's a he's boss like a fight tutorial. In one 
No, he's First time almost at the end him. of the game. Well, you there's a thing at the beginning where they show you how to sneak, and he's the one walking around through like the little. No, that's not thing. him. That that's someone else. You sure? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was that guy. It, it might as well be because it's another butcher type character, but it's it's not the yeah. keeper. This dude has like a chainsaw. The, the keeper does has, has a big ass hammer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I don't it's I don't less I don't blame than you, a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. For as much as he was in like the advertising promos and things like that, he was hardly in the game, which is kind of disappointing. But I mean, I guess that's I I don't know. So he's a less cool pyramid head, but he's still he's got a fucking cool ass design. Like, if you if you don't know what this guy looks like, if you haven't played this game, um, go search The Evil Within. I searched Boxhead, and it came up just fine, but his official name <laughs> is The Keeper. Um, he's a Safe really cool face. design. Safe face. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> even cooler. Jeez. <laughs> Safe face. That's pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty damn good, Joe. <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah. So... These days, you can get the Evil Within. I I do think it's on Game Pass, but you can get it used. Um, I think they both are cheap, but I can remember. Yeah. So I I definitely recommend giving it a play. It's it's. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I'm in the minority. A lot of people really like the first one, so I haven't yeah. played it since they they tweaked it, whatever that was. But but yeah, I remember it too. The the black bar thing was. It was. It fucked it was like with your field of vision. You couldn't see like anything gone. because the bars yeah. were huge. They they were. It was. It was entirely unnecessary. I'm glad they took it off because that is one of the first things I noticed when I played it in just regular full screen. It vastly improved it because I felt like I could see where I was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I would definitely recommend playing. I I I would only pick it. I would either play it if it's on Game Pass or. If you find it for like 10 bucks, maybe I wouldn't spend a whole lot of money on this game because you're not missing much. But if you're looking just for like some dumb fun with some interesting um, yes, game pass. Yeah, OK, it's on Game Pass. So if you're just if you're bored on like a Saturday afternoon, wanting to play something new, something that's kind of scary and reminds you a little bit of Resident Evil, um, but it's not. You can play the evil within. It's pretty good. But and it's got what some decent thinking? scares. Uh one of the, uh, probably, maybe at the bottom of significant amount of poop, I or or top of just a dash of skin mark, probably bottom. Yeah, right there, I think is fine. Bottom of of the mid tier because it's got some decent scares in it. All right, they're more I'll like agree. they're more jump scares than anything. Um, there is a part. In one of the early hospital levels where you're you're up against invisible enemies and they're pretty creepy because there's like puddles of water and you can see them like step stomp through it. That's pretty creepy. But for the most part, this is a very action oriented game. Um, less emphasis on the scares, but there are some decent scares in it. So, yeah. And the second one, the enemies are much smarter and a lot more aggressive, too. So that definitely That's gives cool. it a, a scary factor to it. Yeah, and it's the same kind of atmosphere too. So, yeah. All right, what we got next? I'm happy with that one. So, the next one we have, uh, I just had the the picture saved for Fatal Frame Two, but I guess we'll we could talk about the the series as a whole. Have you played any of them? I have not. I've been wanting to play the one that's on Switch, but I can never catch it on sale. I don't know if I want to spend forty bucks on it. 
Yeah, because I think five is out now too, if I remember right. Because the Maiden of Blackwater was four, and that was a big deal because it was it was only on Wii U. Uh, yeah, and then the, the other versions were only out in Japan on different systems. And we like two years ago, I think three years ago, we finally got like other systems to play it on aside from Wii U in the United States. And then they eventually uh, put the fifth one out. Which I don't remember the name. I, I didn't play the fifth game. The only one I knew of was Made in the Blackwater. Uh, oh, maybe it's six. Uh, Made in Blackwater is five. What the hell was number four then? But yeah, that's the one I've I've been wanting to play because it's on Switch. Oh, Master Lunar Clips. Yeah, this did come out first. That's right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Four gotcha. was the one, so, too, that took a while to come over here as well. Okay, yeah. So they're all out on, like, PlayStation and, I think, Xbox, too, at this point. Did I get it wrong? Yeah, okay, they are. All right. Um, So if you're not familiar with uh, the Fatal Frame series, uh, the very condensed version of the story is kind of the same for all all the games where it's it starts off with multiple protagonists and one of them or multiple always end up going missing and then you're playing as the other one. Uh, they all take place in fictional villages throughout Japan um, and the game is centered around taking pictures of ghosts, which sounds weird because it is, but that's how you <laughs> kill ghosts, which also sounds weird because it is. So <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a Mario spinoff game. <laughs> it's it's like Luigi's Mansion with a, an iPhone or something. But uh, <laughs> you you have uh, the camera you use is called the camera obscura, which is actually it's a it's a a real camera from oh way back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like an early photography model for some shit i forget there's like a weird backstory to it um and then there was like you know stories centered around it being able to capture a ghost or something like that uh, down the road but you get the uh the, the the weapon that you use is the camera obscura and there's a whole <laughs> bunch of different film types that you can get and each film has different benefits to it so you have like your infinite ammo one which is just standard run-of-the-mill film with no benefits to it other than you have unlimited of it but it's like the weakest there's no bonus effects and stuff like that and as you progress eventually you start finding and unlocking more film that you can use which some will be uh the meter to attack will build up faster or it'll have like a longer stun time and stuff like that and then you can eventually buy film at the end of like in the beginning of each each mission and the objective that you do when you're fighting ghosts is they, they, they teach you throughout the tutorials to try to get like dead center of the frame to get the most damage on the ghost. And each game has like a different way of quote unquote charging the shot. So the longer you hold the ghost in frame, there'll be like a meter that would fill. And when it's at like the perfect moment for the most amount of damage, like it'll notify you on the screen by either like flashing bright red or there'll be like little circles that'll fill up like five of them. And then you do like your shot and it'll weaken the ghost, do a lot of damage and stun it and stuff like that. So it's, that's pretty much like the main 
combat system of the game and outside of ghosts and taking pictures of them it's a very eerie creepy setting uh there's almost no music in the game at all other than during like cutscenes. it's it's very atmospheric um like the camera position is it's like old school resident evil where it's 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 fixed camera perspectives um i guess technically it's it's also tank controls so depending on where you're maneuvering throughout the game the camera will change to like a different position and that's how you you see your field of view so it it definitely helps with the horror aspect because you can't manipulate the camera to kind of see like what's what's behind doors or what's around a corner and anything like that so you're basically just going off sound effects and every now and then the ghost will just fucking walk through a wall and start attacking you and you got to whip out the camera obscura and start taking pictures of it to, to capture it and kill the ghost. Um, the games are, they're very unsettling um, because the thing I think that makes it even scarier than just the standard game while you're playing and, you know, hearing stuff and seeing ghosts come at you, the way that you fight is it's by staring at what's trying to kill you. <laughs> like there's no guns. There's no like yeah. flashlights that you attack with. You're forced to get like forced to look and at personal. It, yeah. yeah. Cause the, the, the way you do the most damage is to get like a dead centered shot of the ghost and like headshots. So the designs of a lot of these ghosts, it's cause it's, it's a Japanese game. So they're, they're very big on, you hair. know, it's fucked up. Yeah. They're, they're big on hair for their horror. So there's a lot of like Samaras and Kayakos and stuff like that roaming around and, shit crawling at you on the floor and stuff and it's like you know that's fucking creepy but what am i gonna do i i gotta look at it and you gotta take it i gotta take a picture for the gram yeah you gotta take some igs with like no filters and stuff like that (laughs) so it's even scarier um but uh, fatal frame 2 specifically has always been my favorite of the series i think is uh, i don't i don't know particularly why i think it had the best atmosphere um but The series as a whole, is important in games like these. Yeah, hundred percent. The series as a whole, they're all very creepy because they have the same formula, and I, I feel like the games are not talked about as much as I think they deserve to be in terms of, you know, like bar setting hard games because taking pictures of ghosts is fucking weird. And yeah, it, the it's, games it's are definitely unique. That. Yeah. And it, it, it always surprised me that when we finally were able to get the Fatal Frame 4 and 5 over into the U.S. like that, I didn't I didn't think there was enough of a fan base in in our country to warrant it because it, I just you never really heard about the games being talked about that much. They were very like obscure kind of like, you know, hidden gems, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, unless you like grew up with them, which I was lucky enough to have two. For a long time, and I, I play that one a lot. Um, but if you haven't ever played the Fatal Frame games, they're they're definitely worth playing, especially because you can get four and five on anything now. Um, I wish we would get a remake of the the the, the original trilogy. It would be really cool, like an HD port or something at least, because they're they're very good games. Uh, and that old school, I guess they're considered now at this point because they're like twenty years old or whatever, or getting to that point. Uh, they have that just that flavor of horror that i feel like stands out so much with like uh, like silent hill and all those kinds of mm-hmm. things right um, and they're japanese cool. so yeah yeah i just know what they're doing with horror 
Especially yeah. knowing that they're if I can get them on Xbox, I'll definitely yeah, because I'd rather do that than on Switch. I thought it was just on Switch, but that's good to know. Yeah, because the the lunar eclipse was only on Wii U, and I think Maiden in Blackwater as well. They were only playable, or actually, I don't even think we got part four. I think that was one of the issues. It was like they skipped it for some reason, and we had the Maiden in Blackwater on Wii U. We never got four released here, and then I guess yeah, there was that, that to sounds push that sounds about right. Everything out. Yeah, because it's like yeah. uh, it's like Final Fantasy when that reached the states, where like we never got part three or something, and part three ended up being like Final Fantasy two over here or some weird shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, it it gets confusing with that, but something yeah, I've, I thought about getting it on Switch when it came out because I was playing my Switch a lot more back then, but I can never bring myself to spend forty bucks on it. But yeah, I think you'd 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 enjoy them. It sounds like I would. Like that's like. I'd like to try, especially now that hot, now that spooky season is here. Maybe try something new. There you go. Here we go. Yeah. So where would you put it on the list? Ugh. Ugh. Um, I think right at the top of shit has been shat. It has been shat. Cool. I think that's a safe spot for me. Sounds it's good. Just, to it's me. just it's a it is a very unsettling game. It's very good with sound effects as well they stand out a lot sound design has so much to do with horror people don't even realize it that's yeah. one of the reasons why dead space is so scary because of the sound design exactly because you'll you're it's all old abandoned places and shit like that and it's mm-hmm. it's like it's japan in like the 70s it's like a lot of um uh just old wood is the main yeah. thing that they go through so you hear like the creaking of floorboards and you could hear ghosts constantly and like the moaning and groaning and nails scraping on walls and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the only thing you're going to run into is fucking creepy ass ghosts. So, right. Yeah, you play these games on mute or without any sound and it's not as creepy, weirdly enough. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So I think that's a that's a good spot for it. Shit has been shit. Cool. Shit hasn't even shit. All right. Mr. Fazbear himself is next. Five Nights at Freddy's. Biting his lip at us. <laughs> yeah, with that horny ass look. He is eye. fucking horny. <laughs> He's looking forward to spending five nights with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so this is almost on amnesia levels of like got big because of the Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amnesia is the game that got PewDiePie big. I feel like this is the game that got Markiplier big. Yes, 100%. and conversely, this game got big because of Markiplier. I mean, they're making a fucking movie based off of it that actually looks pretty good. And even though he denies it, we all know Markiplier's in it somehow. But he has mm-hmm. to be. He's the reason that we got a movie based off it. Off of it. Yeah, hundred percent. That being said, I don't think I've played a Five Nights at Freddy game. Um, I've seen them played so much that I feel like I have, but I don't think I ever actually have. Yeah, they're they're not my type of game, I guess. That I yeah enjoy playing at least the original style because they've they've had multiple genres of these games. Yeah, like, they have like full on first person survival horror games of it now. It's it's crazy. Yeah, because the original was like the the security frame computer yeah. monitor. It's essentially a point and click game. <laughs> yeah yeah which i i enjoy playing click games just yeah i don't know just it was just never anything that really stood out to me i watched mark play them all the time as oh, he yeah. was they're... growing on youtube yeah i feel like they're a lot more fun to watch than they are to actually play yeah for me 
as well. Yeah. But that being said, it's it's yeah. it's definitely creepy. Yeah, because it's 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 in that that age of YouTube and horror, I guess, as well. Where like jump scares were the only thing I think people thought could be scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just like littered the shit out of everything with jump scares. Yep. Um, because that's that's the whole horror trope of this game, where you're you're a security guard sitting in a security room, supposed to be monitoring this uh, this building at night, and you have a computer monitor that has the security camera screens. And you're supposed to just click between each screen to make sure that nothing's happening, and they warn you about like the uh, animatronics moving around at night. So you're supposed to monitor them while making sure your the battery levels for the lights and stuff like that don't run out because they run out you die because the, mm-hmm. spoiler alert the animatronics are like possessed and they kill you um and obviously with that you're watching screens and sometimes the animatronic will show up and you'll go to back to a different screen they come back and the animatronic's gone and the next thing you know it's like next to you in a door and you have to close the door or else it gets in and then you're not paying attention and the game gets faster and faster you know you just loud noise animatronic face is in your face and you're dead and that was that's the whole horror aspect of it so it's meant to be scary by mm-hmm. forcing scares upon you so yeah. obviously it does a good job of that because it's even if you're not scared you're startled because something's screaming at you all of a sudden so you're going to jump playing this game no matter yes how ginormous your balls it, are yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so, but some could argue that that just cheapens it. You know, these yeah. days, horror is less about jump scares and more about ambiance and atmosphere and tone and things like that. Some of the best horror movies that, at least that Joe and I would say are some of the best, are ones that include very little jump scares. Uh, the yeah. Witch, Hereditary, uh, <sighs> Talk to Me, which came out this year, which is a excellent horror movie, has next to no next to no jump scares in it people have just realized that you can, something can be scary without something jumping out at you and making and, and, and going boo you know yeah. so by today's standards having a game that forces jump scares on you could be seen as kind of cheap but you know we also have to look at it through the lens of you know fucking 2010 or whatever when this originally came out and at the time this probably was one of the scariest games you could play yeah because Even after, like, your first jump scare, knowing that that's what's going to happen, there's that tension building the entire time. Like, oh, fuck, I don't want this to happen again. And with all the multitasking you have to do on one single screen, I think think it did a good job delivering the type of horror that they wanted to have in the game. I mean, watch any of Markiplier's videos on it, and you'll see. He's, like, the premier example of what you're... of what they want... of what the developers want you to... to feel or look like when you're playing this game. Yes, obviously some of it's overly dramatized for YouTube's sake, but sure, yeah. he, he does genuinely get scared, which is what's yeah. supposed to happen. So there's nothing wrong with it, obviously. It's also the whole point yeah. of this tier list we're making is it's okay yeah. to be scared. Exactly. Yeah, That absolutely. means the developers did a good job. It Yeah, they, they did what they set out to do, make a horror game that made people scared. Yeah. So, what are we thinking with this one? Um... I'm kind of thinking, yeah, maybe there or maybe at the top of just a dash of a skid mark. 
let, 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 let's let's keep it symmetrical and put it there. Yeah, just a okay. dash of a skid marks. Because I feel like, especially with the earlier games where that's all it was, it would get old. It would get pretty old. You would get kind of used to it after a little bit. Because they did like five or six in a row of just they did a shit ton style. of yeah the main developer at least because i know there's a lot of the games in the series are other people community made spin-offs yeah yeah i think, the, I think the main, the main line, line series, game was yeah. either like it was like five or six i can't remember how it many. took a while for them to switch it up and and turn into you know a different gameplay style yeah and i, I don't think any of those were even like the, the original like developer yeah Uh, let's see. We have... People go nuts over the lore of this game, too. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Because that was what had Mark, like, so popular, is he got super, super invested. Yeah. There's, like, novelizations and shit of this stuff. It's, it's, it's wild. So he did... Five Nights at Freddy's 1 through 4 was, like, the main game. And then... Sister location in 2016, which is still the same guy. Pizzeria Simulator is still him. Very interesting. Help Wanted. Okay. Oh, these are all sectioned as the mainline games. Okay. So the first spinoff was Five Nights at Freddy's World was in 2015. So that was right after part four. Okay. So that's when like the main, main series Okay, so there's there's quite a lot. Seven, eight. Mm-hmm. There's nine mainline games and five spinoffs, and that's God. all from like the main developer. That's not even including all the the fan made shit that's existed over the years. Yeah. There's probably like fifty five Nights <laughs> Freddy's themed games at this point. Probably, yeah. That 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 shit. It, it's still really popular to this day. But, dude, back in the mid-2010s, 2010 through, like, 2015, this shit was everywhere. This, like, even though it's not our type of game, like, we have to respect, this is, this was part of the cultural zeitgeist, you know, five, six, yeah. seven years ago. I, you could not throw a, you, you could not throw a, throw a, a stone in any direction for very far and not hit, like, a, a 10-year-old kid wearing some type of Five Nights at Freddy merch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's books, too. I forgot about that. That's insane. Yeah, there's novelizations. It's fucking wild. Graphic novels and shit. God damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Put some respect on Freddy Fazbear's name, I guess. For real. Yeah. As we leave it in just a dash of a skid mark. But that's fine. <laughs> it's just scary. It's, it says nothing about their cultural importance <laughs> plus it gave us Willy's Wonderland so yes god tier movie <laughs> I watched the kill count and it was it was incredible I love it so much. Uh, you gotta watch that but... yeah, alright yeah, moving on so I'll let you do this one too because I think you're a little more familiar with it gameplay wise yes. than I am so I, I played as much but I rented this game growing up. I think it was only for the Wii. I don't think it was for any other console. And I don't remember it saying this, but the box, apparent when I looked it up, it said Haunted House Simulator, which makes a lot of sense because that's essentially what it was looking back on it. (laughs) 
it had like three episodes in it. Um, so like three chapters, but they were called episodes. The first one took place in like an abandoned factory. The second one was in a hospital, I think. And I forget what the third one was, but each one you played a different. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's more than three. There's a couple rundown factory, abandoned hospital. Yeah. Um, and you played as a different character each time. And from what I remember, all the situations were the same. You would find yourself alone and you just explored your environment the all you had on you was a flashlight, and this was a Wii game, so of course it was motion control, so you pointed the flashlight wherever. And But your, your flashlight could go out, so you had to find batteries. That was like the only collectible you could pick up. And you just explored the shit out of your surroundings, and every now and again something super creepy would happen. Um, you'd run into the little grudge kid and things like that. And I don't remember much about it, and again, there wasn't a whole lot of substance because haunted house simulator but i remember being fucking terrified of this game it was so scary especially because mm-hmm. it was first person and every single level was in the dark because you had you, you only had your flashlight to look around and you had to manually aim it with your wii remote it was incredibly terrifying if i played it nowadays i don't know what i would feel about it but when i was a kid this fucking scared me to death yeah, I'd, um, I remember, <laughs> ironically enough, I can't remember what YouTuber was. I feel like it's it was it's either out of the PewDiePie or Markiplier, but I feel like it was someone different uh, that I remember watching play it like way back. Um, and yeah, it, it is it's a Wii exclusive game, um, mm-hmm. which I feel like the the grudge in itself was the last game I expected or last movie I expected to have a game based off of it. Um, yeah, right. But I remember watching. Uh, part of a video being like, oh, this looks really creepy. Maybe I'll I'll try to play it myself. And that's when I found out it was Wii only. Um, and I don't think I had my Wii at the time or it broke or something. And <laughs> I ended up pirating it on my computer and using a, a Wii emulator to try to play it where it used like your mouse as like the Wiimote. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And control-wise, it, it, it functioned well, but the, the game itself just... It, it just kept crashing. Uh, so I never uh, had yeah. to fully play it other than like, I think like I got through like 15 minutes at the first level and that was like all I was able to play. And I just, I just watched videos of it for a bit. Uh, I never finished like a full playthrough watching, uh, but it is a very creepy game, mm-hmm. um, especially for the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I haven't seen anything about this game since I played it, so if I yeah. went and watched a video of it, I might be like, "What the fuck was I so scared of?" This, I, it, my opinion could be vastly different. But at least from my, I never even knew I it existed. It. Like, yeah, it, I just randomly found it at Hastings one time, and I rented it, and that's the only time I'd ever heard of it or heard people talk about it or anything. It's like it was, it's like it existed in a brief moment of time, and then it disappeared when I took it back <laughs> yeah it, it was weird because uh horror games are really popular at the time because of youtube so it's just it was very mm-hmm. strange that this game just kind of existed and yeah no one really knew about it and this was different from a lot of other games back then we, we just talked about a lot of older a lot of games like that at from the time relied heavily on jump scares and yeah this game did have jump scares but it was also it was just it was creepy the entire time because you're just exploring this these dark abandoned places with just a flashlight 
There is yeah. no music at all, so it was all just the sounds of whatever you're hearing. It was an incredibly creepy experience. So I'm kind of surprised this one didn't get. I mean, I don't know what, what how it did ratings wise or anything, but I'm at least surprised that it didn't get at least a little bit of attention for being different. Yeah, it's like a it's like a hidden gem, basically. Yeah, I'd like to go back and watch some videos of it just to kind of see how much of it I remember correctly. But again, this is like ten year old Michael Brain that's rating this thing but <laughs> it, yeah. i remember it, this it's one of the scariest games i ever played for real yeah, it's it's, so. yeah, it's definitely very very creepy i think it's it, it's well done especially for a wii game and as shitty as yeah. most of those games visually looked <laughs> <laughs> yeah the wii exclusives were 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 the better ones because they were made specifically with the wii in mind yeah so yeah so weirdly I, enough i would put this thing at the very top of that list because my pants were filthy when i was done playing this game <laughs> especially because it's the grudge and it's it has the fucking yes. grudge noise all the time oh my god and I, yes. I hated that noise as a kid it creeped me the fuck so out. so scary so scary yeah so it could be a dog shit game by today's standards i'm sure it is but boy if it's not super scary that's all i'll do uh, that's all uh, tonight today, when i'm so. in bed try to see if i can find some youtube that's, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing, too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll Just because the memories. I forgot all about it until I was looking up horror games, and I was like, oh, wait a second, this exists. Yeah. Or it did, at least. Man, I wonder so. how much it goes for these days. 180 on Amazon. So Holy something. shit, wow. <laughs> 65 to 340 on eBay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. IGN gave it like a like a two and a half out of ten. Nintendo Live six out of ten. No, oh, six point seven on IMDb. I mean, uh, oh well, I okay, not bad. Yeah, I mean it's pretty decent reviews everywhere else. Once again, IGN. IGN is the odd man out. Yeah, literally. Fucking IGN. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving forward, we have The Last of Us. Yeah, this is kind of a Bloodborne scenario where it was like, is The Last of Us are really putting out a horror list? Um, and we ultimately settled on the A because it would, I think it would be a really good conversation. There is definitely a horror aspect to it. There's a survival, yeah. hiding from monsters aspect of it. Mm -hmm. It's not the entire point of the game because it's, it's very much a Walking Dead kind of thing where the, the real story is how these people get along with each other in, in this environment. And the monsters and, and all that stuff just happens to be secondary. But yeah, it's like the lengths humans will go to to survive, which is yeah, terrifying it, in itself. It, yes. Yeah, exactly. But there are moments uh, in this game where you're sneaking around in dark places trying not to get seen by any of these monsters because they were pretty freaky creatures. Like it was it, they're basically yeah. zombies, but they tried really hard to be like, no, 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 no they're not zombies. They're fungus and stuff i remember when this game was announced and leading up to it it was getting so much hype but i could not give a single shit about this game because i was like it's just another <laughs> zombie game guys what the fuck are you all so excited for and then i played it and i fell in love with it and i understood what it what it was but yep. even now i'm like part of me thinks this game is overhyped like it's good but is it like greatest game of all time good maybe not but um, it definitely does have some horror aspects of it. I think uh, enough for us to include it on this list, but the clicker noise, obviously, it's not a, specifically. 
is yeah. terrifying. It is. It's absolutely terrifying, no matter how many times you hear it or where you hear it. It could be bright ass, you know, light outside, but you hear that thing and you're like, oh shit, where is it? <laughs> yeah. Because the, the game's, uh, it's, it's not zombies. I mean, when you break it down, it is zombies, but they're mm-hmm. plant people, essentially. It could or, technically happen. Yeah, like it's because uh, they they changed it for the show, um, where it was it was based off of this. Uh, what what did they change it to in the show? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think they changed it in the show. I think it's the same. It's the cordyceps. It was the way that it's that it infects you was how they changed. Oh, it. yeah, they explained it at the beginning of the show because they didn't use the gas masks really. They said that cordyceps couldn't survive in humans because of of uh, of, of our body temperature. Mm-hmm. But um, fucking dude from the Mummy franchise uh, said that because of global warming, cordyceps could evolve to um, survive higher temperatures. And that's why it's allowed. It, it, it's able to infect humans and survive, which I, which I, watching the show, I was like, "Holy shit, that kind of makes sense." <laughs> yeah, did, did this shit actually happen? Because <laughs> they they so. did away with the the gas masks too in the show, and then in the game you had to put them on like every single time you walk into a building. And yeah, I think it was also because they didn't want the the actors like faces covered. Oh yeah, that makes sense. It'd be tough. So they they did like a minor tweak to where they changed it from like always airborne to only like sometimes or something. It was like a little change that just made sense for TV, basically. Right. Yeah. 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 But you would essentially like corpses would be like reanimated because of like a fungus. And yeah. it was based off of like an actual one that would like reanimate in a sense. Yeah. Dead it's bugs. the closest. It's the closest we could probably get to an actual like zombie apocalypse that yeah. could actually happen. Yeah, because it's not like Which, man-made virus created. It was, yeah, it's just it was from natural. the earth. Yeah, yes. Um, so that uh, thought in yeah. and of itself is pretty terrifying. Yeah, I mean, granted, I don't think we're gonna turn into like mutated hulking beasts that also exist in this world, but yeah, you never know, I guess. But yeah. the, the the design for the for the monsters is it's really really cool, top weird. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's very really like grotesque. Silent Hill esque. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, because they're very like distorted. The 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 art for the the new Silent Hill game that's coming out, Silent Hill F, is very the, the Last the flower of Us thing. Yeah. Yes, that that that's a clicker from The Last of Us for sure. Yeah, it's it's like a think of like if you haven't ever seen it, think of like a rose, and just put a mouth in that. It's basically yeah. what clickers look like. <laughs> they're very essentially, creepy. yeah. But, can't but imagine see. it's scary, not pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah they, they they can't see, so they use their other senses. And whenever mm-hmm. they're around, the objective is to just be as quiet as possible. And yeah. they hunt they're, off of they're clicking. They're, it's, it's echolocation, just like a bat. Yeah. So they make a really creepy, disturbing, clicky, really, really fast, kind of like the Predator, I guess. And Kind of like Charlie from Hereditary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God. God tier movie. If you've never seen Hereditary, please. Oh my god, it's such a good. Go movie. watch it. It's my favorite horror movie of like all time at this point. Right, it's right yeah, it's after a Alien. Very good one. Yeah. Mostly for nostalgia's sake, like I love Alien to death, but I think if I had to force myself to choose, Hereditary is probably my number one. 
Yeah. Um, I would honestly, I would probably put The Witch above it, but just barely. But I think that's more just because I'm impressed by how they were able to so accurately replicate that time period. And you bought a whole fucking plot of land and had everything built from scratch. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. So, and historians praise the shit out of the authenticity mm -hmm. and how accurate yes. he was. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, also Anya Taylor-Joy. I love her so much. She's so good. She's, she's amazing. So good. And everything that wasn't just in. me being thirsty. That was me being, she's a phenomenal actress. She's excellent. And that's where she got her start. <laughs> she's, she's, but also, but also she's, she's pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. So both of those goes watch both of those movies. Yes. The witch and hereditary, hereditary, excellent movies. But anyway, the last of us definitely, it's not a horror game, but it definitely has a lot of horror adjacent elements, sort of like bloodborne that, you know, a little bit creepy when you play it. Yeah. So I'm thinking down here. Yeah, probably right next to Bloodborne. Probably yeah. below. I think below Bloodborne is 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 good, but yeah, definitely. I think also because Bloodborne incorporates the horror throughout the entire game, and The Last of Us yes. eventually kind of drifts off. The yeah, there are elements that are definitely not horror when you're just killing a bunch of a bunch of humans. But the the moments in the game where you're sneaking through a clicker infested abandoned house, trying to be as quiet as possible, that can be pretty nerve wracking. So, mm -hmm. especially in the the definitely. tunnel section. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So definitely a little bit of a skid mark there. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Keeping up with the zombies, quote unquote. Yeah. I guess now they're actually these, these are actual zombies. zombies. <laughs> uh, Left for dead. How long has it yes. been since you guys thought of this game? <laughs> yeah, probably since your I disappointment with Back for Blood. <laughs> probably, yeah, honestly, probably not. Yeah, I still can't believe they haven't made a third one of this game. Like as successful anything, as the first two were, Valve. I don't understand bastards. it. And, and, and at least with like Team Fortress, you can kind of understand. And Counter Strike, like those games are kind of still technically going on. They just keep updating it. But with Left for Dead Two. It's not a it's not a thing anymore. They're not still updating it. There's not new content. There hasn't been new content for that game for that game in years. Like, mm -hmm. do you know how much money they would make if they if they released Left 4 Dead three? It's like the Half Life conundrum, right? Where mm -hmm. uh, it's like Half Life and Left 4 Dead, the ones everyone's begging for a third one, and even just now, Counter Strike two officially two, yeah, just came out. But you you look at like Half Life, and it's the same treatment that Counter Strike's gotten where they've released all these little different versions like all over the place. Like there's like mm -hmm. there's Half-Life like Blue Shift and Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, but they'll never do the third one. And Left 4 Dead is the only one that's had Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, and then that's it. Silence. Yeah. Until Back for Blood came out and everyone was mad and they just wanted Left 4 Dead 3 even more. Yeah. So if you don't know, Left 4 Dead is a zombie shooter um it's different because it doesn't have like a it, it kind of has a main story but it's more presented in like an episodic style where each different episode has like a, a takes place in a different location and you have a, a goal you're trying to complete that does kind of world war z the story you have yeah honestly world war z took a lot from it that's that's world mm -hmm. war z is probably as close to we'll ever as we'll ever get to a left for dead three that's any good it really is yeah uh but left for dead is first person um and it has it's a lot it's a lot faster paced um world war z is not slow by any means but it definitely there are some well 
Because Left 4 Dead does have... Well, no, Left 4 Dead is definitely more faster paced. There's hardly any quiet parts to it. Yeah, um, I guess I guess unless you're speaking past the witch, but yeah. Um this and it's also it's it's heavily suggested that you play with friends. You can play single player, but the main appeal of this game is it's four player co-op. The AI um, is not the brightest, unfortunately. No, it's not. Definitely play it with friends. This is a game that I played with my brothers constantly growing up. Um we I prefer the second one because of the of the yeah. more varieties and zombie types and the melee weapons that it introduces. Like you can straight up get a chainsaw in it. I think Left 4 Dead 2 is just the first one, but with more stuff. Um so there's almost no reason to go back and play the first one when the second one is, is available. Does, does that kind of make sense? Um Yeah. Unless you're just kind of wanting to see to experience the original. Um but and you want to experience Bill, because Bill's the shit. Bill is the shit, yeah. Bill, Who's Bill also is, in Dead by is, Daylight. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Well, Left 4 Dead, yeah. But it's, it's a, th- there's honestly not a lot to say about Left 4 Dead. It's a zombie shooter. You go through levels, you shoot the shit out of thousands of zombies. Um, you're probably going to die a lot, because it, it can get pretty difficult, especially on the higher difficulties. Like, it's legitimately hard. Um, on the hardest difficulty, you can literally go down in like two hits. It's yeah, insane. It's, it I don't know how anyone does it. Yeah, there's a lot of um, triggers for the zombies that are very easy to activate on accident, which I yeah. love, like car alarms and stuff like that. Yep, if you're not careful, set up a car alarm. It's gonna signal the horde. So yeah, it's like you have signaled the horde. Get ready, and then you just for like ten minutes just shooting. <laughs> yep, literally, you're going through so much ammo in this in this game. My God. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, I know it's it may sound kind of boring, but, dude, back in the day, in, like, 2007, 2008, this was the shit. Yeah, <laughs> it the was best so fun. Was I remember online, there was the DLC that came out with the, the, the lighthouse map, and it was, like, it was just wave-based. And mm-hmm. it would take two seconds to find, a, like, a lobby to get into that. And I would play with my, mm-hmm. my friends in high school all the time, just trying yeah. to survive as long as we could on the lighthouse level on like the hardest difficulty. And it's like, as soon as that Hulk is out, it's, it gets ridiculous. Yeah. Dude. The lighthouse yeah. Was all the a different... small map. This is the game that kind of introduced the concept of special infected. Most zombie yep. games or zombie adjacent games have this to where you have special zombies that had to do different things. World War Z has them. Um, pretty much any any zombie game has some zombies that do special things. Left 4 Dead is the game that pioneered that concept. You had the smoker that had the big long tongue that that dragged you in. Um you had the in the sec- in the second one there was the jockey that jumped on you and like literally Just rode you and like steered you, you yeah, and steered <laughs> you into um, there's the spitter that spit acid in, 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 in a puddle. There's the boomer, which is probably the best one because he's just a big fat guy who hurls vomit at you and yeah, the vomit attracts wild, hordes of zombies. Um, the big bad one was the, um, what was it called? The, the big Hulk dude that was just big and strong and would smack the shit out of you. I forget it what it tank. was called. The tank. Yeah. Just a big muscle. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, because they had uh, they had the cool PvP mode, and then there was like yeah. an alternate version of the the story where you can uh, like invade 
uh, yeah, you play as the as special, the special infected. infected, and their powers were really cool because it, if multiple special infected were in the same area, they would like work together. Like the spitter would spit a pool of acid, and like the jockey would would jump on would jump onto somebody and like steer them into the acid, um, mm. or the boomer would explode at just the right moment to attract a whole a huge horde of zombies. It was honestly really neat how yeah they incorporated each other's abilities into what they could do. So um, special infected is not a new concept these days. It gets kind of boring and they all kind of do the same thing. But back in the day, left for dead was the first to do this shit. And it, and it was really cool. Yeah, it definitely stood out. And it's still a game like today, like left for dead oh, 2 yeah. specifically like the lobbies on like steam and stuff are always, people are always playing left for dead 2 because oh, I remember yeah. uh, it was like 10 years later, they had like a random patch just one day and everybody flocked over and started <laughs> playing left for dead 2 again yeah it was awesome i think they were xbox only like i mean obviously they're on pc but i don't think they ever came to playstation or anything yeah i don't remember i don't even I remember if they did like like a like a titanfall 2 and released the sequel on multiple platforms i don't think so because i saw left for dead 2 at walmart for the longest fucking time and it was always on xbox 360 and you know what? It was always fucking full priced. <laughs> it was never on sale. Yeah. Because they it made so much money. Everybody played Left 4 Dead. You gonna load Wikipedia? Alright. Yeah, the first one specifically just Windows. At least for Microsoft Windows and Xbox 360. <laughs> and and Linux and Mac. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, same thing. Just just Windows mm -hmm. and then yep. and Xbox. PC stuff. Yeah, computer. Yep. The 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 cinematic trailer for Left 4 Dead 2 is really really good too. Um, it features. I'm pretty sure it features music by Clutch, which is and which is an awesome rock band. Um, and it was it was as much as like Amnesia and. Five Nights at Freddy's was like the cultural zeitgeist of horror for like the 2010s. Left 4 Dead was the cultural zeitgeist of like the mid 2000s, like 2005 to 2009. It was Left 4 Dead ev everywhere. Yeah. Everybody was playing that shit. Couldn't get away yeah. from it. So here's a hot take though. I think this goes in clean undies. It's not yeah. scary, but that's I was thinking because, the same thing. Yeah, like. The closest you can get to being scared is maybe like when the witch is around and like with her crying and when if she wakes up and attacks you, it can be kind of scary, but not really. It's more frustrating. Yeah, so. I'm I'm cool with keeping it down here if nothing else ends up here. Yeah. Because I can justify the very, very bottom of yeah, skin mark, but yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's too action this. For horror. Yeah, this is an action <laughs> game where you're looking to have fun with friends. You're not looking to get scared, and you're probably not going to get scared. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. If it the ends witch up... is definitely the scary portion of the game. Yes. She's if, if there ends up being another game you put down here, we can move Left 4 Dead up, but if this ends up being the, the, the only one in that category, I'm fine with it. We're in so. agreement. Perfect. The next one is next. also for you to talk about, because I only played the first one for like 20 minutes, maybe. Well, you, you, I, I didn't play it at all, so you, you, oh, you, you didn't probably, play it at all. Right <laughs> you know, I watched Jacksepticeye play through the whole thing, so I oh, have okay, seen so, it played, all right, but I have right, not so played you, it myself. 
All right, you've experienced way more than I have. Then it's little okay. nightmares. Little nightmares, yeah. So there are the, two of them. If you've seen the movie Coraline, then you probably kind of know what to expect with this movie. It's creepy in like that type of art style, type creepy. Um, I, I don't really know how to else to explain it other than that. It's an adventure puzzle platformer. There's no combat in it whatsoever. Um, it also has a stealth aspect to it because you're always trying to keep hidden from the big monsters that are monsters, quote unquote, because I don't really know what they are, who are in who is inhabit who is inhabiting this ship that you're on because the game takes place on like a cruise ship. Um, you're playing a little bitty girl in a in a raincoat. You don't ever see her face. She has a name. I forget what it is. Um, it's like six or something. Um, the story in this is almost non-existent. I don't know what the heck is going on in this game, why you're on the ship or who you are or anything like that. Six. Six. Okay, that's what I thought. But that's all you get about your character. Um, there is a little bit of... Because at different points throughout the game, Six will, like, her stomach will will rumble and she'll, like, you know, she'll be really hungry. And then there's almost, like, this thing where she's like, is she a cannibal? Does she eat her own kind? Because <laughs> you'll find other, like, little people or whatever you are and she'll, like, eat them. It never explains why. Do what so, you gotta do, man. It's that type of horror. There's no jump scares in this game. It's more just a creepy atmosphere and like the mystery is like, what the fuck is going on? Where am I? Who am I fucking playing? What am I doing? Um, there, of course, are the, the the big, really creepy looking things that are you have to hide from that's creepy. But this is very much a what the fuck is going on type creepiness as opposed to just like outright jump scares or anything. Again, I haven't played it myself, so I don't know exactly how it feels when I'm playing it, but at least like watching it, that's the feeling I get. It's 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 unsettling, kind of. In yeah. a just because you don't know what's going on and you probably won't figure it out because it doesn't explain very much of anything. Little Nightmares 2, I have not played or seen, so if that does more of explaining what's going on, then I just I just don't know. But so I'll, I'll believe every word you said, because I don't know. Perfect. I will probably it. just leave it at that <laughs> because that's about all I know about it. Um, based on what I've seen, um, I think just a dash of a skid mark is fine because it is pretty creepy throughout. Um, even when not a whole lot happens just because of like the mystery of what's going on and everything. So I think just a dash of skid mark is fine. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll this next you. game though. Holy shit. Hmm. Outlast. This, yeah, this is. This was the next amnesia, in yes. terms of like, fucking terrifying first person game. Um, there have been a couple of other ones since its release. Uh, Outlast Two, I know, and then there's like Outlast Trials. I'm not for sure what that is. Yeah, though. that's like a really popular one right now because I think it's it's co-op. Yeah. You can play. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I've played the first one. And it scared the shit out of me. Um, this is the game, kind of like Amnesia, but this one came out a lot later. This one's like 2015, something like that. Yeah, probably like five um, or six years after, I think. Yeah. 
Um, it's another first-person horror game to where you don't fight back, just like in Amnesia. All you can do is like run away. Twenty thirteen. Oh wow, it's older than I thought. Okay, it's a ten-year-old game. Holy shit! Wow, weird. Um. Amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> 2010. Okay, it's three years. Okay, so yeah, Outlast came out three years after Amnesia. Um, it took a lot from Amnesia in that it's a first-person game. There's absolutely no combat. You're just running away and hiding. Um, the main gimmick with this game is that you have a camcorder that you look through to record things, and it also has night vision. So you can actually see in the dark without using a flashlight, which in a way is even scarier because if you're quiet... You can get right up on some of these scary-ass bad guys. They don't know you're there, but because you have the night vision, you can see them clearly. It is terrifying. But the first game takes place in, in, in an insane asylum. And you're a journalist who's trying to get to the bottom of the weird things that have been happening there. Um, I don't know much about the story beyond that because I never finished it because I'm too much of a bitch baby boy. Um, but this game is... If you've seen people, you pro this was another really popular game for people to play on YouTube. So I'm sure most of you guys have seen at least a little bit of this game. But the environment you're in is very, very unsettling because it's an insane asylum and the patients are still there. So you're hearing all kinds of insane babbling from some people. Several of them are just out and about um, and very scary. Some of them are out to kill you, so you have to look out for that. Um... There, this, this is pretty gory too. There's some parts of it where you're coming across bodies that have been like mauled and pulled to pieces. Yeah, like, there's one I remember is like split in half and like hanging by the ankles. And it's like, it's yeah, it's it's very disturbing. Um, which is great for me because I love that shit, but <laughs> uh, player discretion advised, yeah. But this was just this was another one of those games that was that got a lot of attention when it came out because of just how scary it was um and the fact that it mm -hmm. had absolutely no combat it was purely survival um and, and aside from amnesia not a whole lot of games did that back then any horror game had at least a little bit of combat in it but this one didn't it was just exploration maybe solving a puzzle here and there pulling some switches unlocking some doors and you're just hiding from some insane murderers the entire time um, with your little camcorder. And again, with your camcorder, you have to find batteries. Otherwise, you don't have your night vision. You cannot see at all. Yeah. So. I remember to say that was the, that was the downside because the battery burned faster when you had the night yeah, vision. Yeah, if you had night vision on. So you had to try to conserve also, that shit. It pushed out the, like, the press E to hide feature as well for, like, games like that. Yeah. Uh, you could hide under, like, beds and stuff and, like, mm -hmm. a little camcorder and peek out and wait for, like, their feet to show up and then go away so, you know, you mm -hmm. can get out. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good game. I think... Um, yeah. I really liked it. I, I beat I beat the first one. I don't think I ever finished two, but uh, it, it took me a while to give two a chance because I really, really loved the first game and then the ending ruined everything for me. And oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of how the game ended because it, it got very like sci fi supernatural for no reason. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, the end. The ending is weird. Like if you uh, just 
I guess you could just look up like the last chapter on like YouTube and watch it, but it, it ends with like like SWAT and all this shit, and like one of the scientists or whatever has like powers and stuff. I don't know. It, it got it just oh. it didn't fit the vibe. It's kind of like. It's kind of like Condemned, where for the most part, it's very grounded, it's very realistic, but then it ends on kind of a supernatural note. And it's kind of like, I didn't really want this. I wanted yeah. it to be more realistic. Yeah, that's that's how I felt. Because I was really into the game. I loved it. I, I played it with, uh, my, my friend was watching me like the whole time we I played through the game. Oh, yeah. And we had like the same just reaction like as soon as the ending started to happen. We're just like, what? <laughs> like, why? I don't know. And it was yeah. Like, 90, 98% of the game was amazing, and then just the last yeah. chunk just that's put me out of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's still a really good this game. Is, this is a great game to play like as a group with people, because that's the first time I played it. It was in college, yeah. and it was like a dorm full of people, and we played this game, and it was such... I'm sure playing it by yourself is, is perfectly fine, because, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a single-player game, so... But having it in playing it with a group full of people who are all sharing this horrifying experience is incredible. So if you're looking for a game, kind of like Alien Isolation, if you're looking for a game to play this Halloween with like a group of friends with all, all the lights turned out and all that stuff, this is an excellent game to play. And you can get it on just about anything. A console, I think it's even on Switch. So It's, a, it's, it's funny you mentioned the group thing because uh, when I finally played Part 2, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a PS Plus game title at the time so it was like the, the free game of the month or whatever one of them and uh it was at my, my wife's parents house and there was it was i think it was christmas time actually or like right before <laughs> thanksgiving and one to two one of those months it was it was out so there was a whole bunch of people were there and uh, uh we, we downloaded it and we started playing it and like everybody that was there like we all kind of like took turns and uh her her uncle still to this day like brings it up and he's like ah oh, <laughs> like oh remember uh he's like remember like christmas or whatever we were, we were playing that 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 weird fucking game with those those crazy fuckers running around like all you have was a little <laughs> camcorder like what the fuck are you gonna do with the camera he's like ah that shit was crazy what that game was so nuts man oh my god he brings it up all the time it's so funny like, yeah memories, man this is a game that makes memories he's like oh yeah that's yeah that shit was nuts man was like yeah <laughs> it's a creepy game but yeah, it's it's definitely one of those uh, more fun in a group setting where everybody's just watching it and just getting freaked out because it it is a well done horror game. I think also too, just with the camcorder itself, is like when you have it up, mm -hmm. like your screen's kind of slightly restricted now. Yeah, and yeah. It's like I think it's also just thinking in like into like the mindset of like the character you're playing as because now you're just mm -hmm. like this. The whole time yeah <laughs> and it feels weird thinking that like you only have like one open hand and this is like your only source of like sanity and you're mm -hmm. restricted to it because you're always really going to hold it with like your dominant hand and it's like what do i do with this one you know it's, what do i do with my left yeah. hand <laughs> it's, it's it's great probably just doing like a whole lot of, ah oh geez ooh, yeah ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah flailing around like this when something scary happens <laughs> yeah exactly because yeah, so. the, the the second one's like a it's like a cannibal family i'm pretty sure what i can remember it's like it's like, like this religious crazy, cult yeah it's something like they're like fucking nuts whatever it yeah is. yeah it's but, in a fucking desert it's not it's it's an open area it's not a a, a a building yeah there's a lot of like chase scenes from what i remember from the yeah. bit that i played like i remember at the beginning the one of the main sections that happens is like 
they they discover you and you're chased by just like a fuckload of people through like a valley mm-hmm. and it's terrifying because i remember yeah. there's like there's also like a like a cornfield and shit and you're like sneaking through it and you can hear them like rustling in like different sections and stuff it's really mm-hmm. it's it, they're both really well done games i have to i have yeah. to actually like sit and play through and finish the second one at some point then yeah, so i think it comes with no surprise that outlast is uh just just t- toss the fucking pants in the trash man you yeah, are. It's, it's there is game. no way you are playing through this game without without pooping a little bit. Yeah. So it's it's well done first person horror again. Yes, it really is. Which is yeah, it's it's all terrifying. but one of these games up on here. Surprisingly. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's try to go. Let's try to uh, to speed things up a little bit. It's getting kind of late, but we still have a few to go through. So what 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 yeah. what's next? I can't read that. So next, I have PT. Not technically oh, a full okay. game, but I feel like it was worth throwing on here because there's another horror title that came out and was like YouTubers wet dream and it took over yeah. the fucking world for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not familiar with PT, what it ended up being uh, not really a spoiler anymore because it doesn't exist, sadly, and it, it breaks my heart to even talk about this game again. Uh, mm-hmm. It ended up being PT so for a playable playable teaser and it was a playable demo for what ended up being a Silent Hill game. When you beat the demo, it revealed the, the the title, Silent Hills, and it had Norman Reedus and all this shit. But the game took place in an ever-looping two-corridor hallway in like a little house. Uh, it was first person, and weird shit was constantly happening, and it, it ended up being like a, a just a big puzzle. And you had to navigate through this these two tight halls, and that's all it was, and there was a, a bathroom and another side room that you can enter eventually. And you can only progress when you like interacted with the correct items that you should be interacting with. And eventually uh, it ended up being like a puzzle. And um, the only way to get out was when you reach the end of it, uh, the whole mood changed and, you know, like the, the screen gets red and there's like a clock ticking constantly and there's like a constant drone happening behind you. And uh, you had to solve this weird puzzle by talking on the phone and it would give you like these really vague hints of what you're supposed to do. And one of them was to talk into like the, the PlayStation controllers, mic and like haunt the ghost that ends up appearing. And eventually when you did the correct sequence, when you finally went to the door, uh, it would actually lead you out of this house. And every other time when you walk through the exit door, it would just loop you back into the main entrance. And you just went this big circle over and over again while creepy shit happened more and more. Uh, and one thing that was cool when the game was out and people were able to like download the files uh, and they downloaded the game and went into like the, the nitty gritty, uh, the ghost that appears eventually, yeah, they I found out is it's always behind the player, which is really fucking creepy to think about. Like she's mm-hmm. she's always there from the beginning because it's, it's first person. So as you turn, she's turning with you behind you, um, which is bizarre. It's really cool. And I fucking mm-hmm. love it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sadly Silent Hills never happened. Uh, we are getting new Silent Hill games now, but this was like, like a horror fans. Yeah. Like, wet dream because the, the team behind it was amazing. Uh, but you know, sadly we, uh, we never got it cause it was, it was a combined effort from Kojima and Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus mm. was playing the main character, and it was like 
man, if if only this happened. We got uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Which I, I've heard really good things. I never played enough of it to really get into it, but some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, but this also stemmed a bunch of like knockoff type games that became really popular. I can't remember mm-hmm. all of them off the top of my head. I think one was like Allison Road or something like that. It was like the name of one of them or Allison Street or some shit. Uh, was another big one where it was like hyper realistic environment and creepy weird shit just progressively yeah. happening over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and you were absolutely right. This game was all over YouTube. Every YouTuber was playing this game. I remember uh, specifically. I remember watching Game Grumps play through it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm putting it up at the very top because it's it's a very it's fucking eerie, terrifying, unsettling, it's very creepy scary. fucking game. There's one of the yes. the main jump scares that happens. Uh, I think it's like in the second loop. Uh, the phone rings, or no, it's the radio, and you interact with the radio. And it starts to fizzle out, and eventually the person talking on like the talk show on the radio station says like uh like don't don't look behind you, and then when you do, if you do, she the ghost I forget her name, but she pops out and just fucking kills you immediately, snaps your neck, and you're dead, and you start all over again. So a lot of weird shit, and there's a mm-hmm. fetus in a sink, so that's cool. Yep, sink fetus. All right, moving on. That's at the top. Terrifying. Once again, just throw your fucking pants away. It's very scary. Yep. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not gonna have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. not gonna have a good time. Is so, that phasmophobia? This is phasmophobia. Nice, nice. I feel like it's another one that has to be mentioned just because of how monumental this game has be- it, it it's, became. It's it become very popular. Yeah, yeah. Which is another one that it's it birthed a whole bunch of wannabe type games. Mm-hmm. Um, some could be argued that they're better, but phasmophobia is to thank for like all of it. Um, yes, it's a really neat idea for a game. It's a lot of fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, it's um, it's meant to be played, I guess, technically solo, because you can play by yourself, but it's meant to be played with other people. Uh, you're a, a ghost hunting and slash investigating squad. Uh, you are a Zach Bagans. Yeah, you are Ghost Adventures. It's pretty great. And mm-hmm. uh, you start off in like a little hub house shack garage kind of thing, and you earn money by just by finishing investigations or whatever. And you buy a bunch of items, and then you you pick what you want to bring in to your investigations. And then depending on who else is playing, they can also add stuff to like your, your pool of items. Uh, you pick a location, and then you go investigate. And you start off in a van, and then you're supposed to get the key, go into the house, and you're given little hints at the beginning on a whiteboard of what you're looking for. And the goal of it is to investigate as thoroughly as you can, take note of all the things that have happening, because... At the end, you're supposed to narrow it down to one single type of haunting out of a list of like 15 or so. Like there's like uh, gins, banshees, ghost, phantom, demon, like whatever, like a whole bunch. And each one has a specific set of things that they'll do. Like uh, you can find temperature will drop, or yeah, yeah. freezing temperatures, fingerprints, uh, poltergeist activity, and stuff like that. And when you narrow it down to three specific things, and if you get them all correct, it'll tell you, like, okay, if you got all these three, it's this. And then you pick it, and then you load up, and you go back. And if you're correct, you get it correct, and you get more money. But the thing is, the game gets... Uh, the longer you're in the house, depending on what difficulty you're on, if you play on, like, professional or whatever the, the hardest one's called now, uh, the ghost will be haunting immediately. And it goes on a hunt. So... The different difficulties, the longer you're in the house, uh, the more often it will hunt, the more scared you get because you also have a sanity meter 
and the more uh or the, the less sane you are the more scared you are and the more likely the ghost is to target you so if you're if the hunts are happening electricity goes haywire and your uh, your your radio doesn't work anymore your flashlight flickers and you're supposed to hide completely still you don't make noise because the game itself uses your uh your microphone and if you're speaking it'll lure the ghost to you and then you get your neck snapped and you're dead and you play as a ghost for the rest of the game until your friends leave or everybody dies and it's a very scary game mm-hmm. uh, atmosphere really fun to watch on youtube amazing. yeah it's a fun game to watch if you don't have a computer it's definitely it's just fun to watch other people play because it, it, yeah, it's this very is a game scary that mark has played jack has played cinnamon toast can plays a lot yeah and so to this day it's getting updated all the time uh, mm-hmm. They add stuff constantly. There's new maps and stuff. There's even a Friday the Thirteenth reference on uh, one of the newer, oh, newer cool. maps they added a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, it takes place at a at a camp, and when you walk mm-hmm. on the dock and you look down into the water, a hockey mask floats up from beneath the, the water. Oh, that's it's, cool. Yeah, and that's I think awesome. there's like a machete hidden somewhere in like a in the dirt somewhere. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put this at the top as well because this game is very fucking creepy. Um, yeah. One of the things that makes it so scary is as soon as you walk into the house, the only background noise you have is just constant, just like, oh, and that's all you hear. It's very loud. The bass is very high and you hear it constantly. Yeah. It's terrifying. So I am good at putting it at a tossing your poo poo pants away penis. Nice. Sounds good to me. Hell yeah. Uh, let's wait one second. My wife is coming in. She's unlocking the door. Oh. <gasps> Hi, how are you? Yeah, hopefully. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really fucking big one, so I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to have to be said. careful with this one, too. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. Penis, we did it! Penis reference. Penis reference. Um, now it's more than just a word in parentheses. Um, anyway, we're doing <laughs> Resident Evil, the granddaddy. Um... If, if, you're, if you're watching the, the video, you'll see that I use the box art for the original PS1 title, but we're kind of talking about the whole series, even though it's different titles... It's so ugly, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an awful, awful box cover. art. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> if you're the type of person that judges, judges a game based entirely off of the box art, it's surprising that this game did as well as it did. <laughs> Jessica is a, a wonderful moonwalker, by the way. Uh, just for does the the Patreon video do they see us too or is it just the stream? Uh, it's us too. It's us too. Okay, it's us too. If you wanna, I'm blocking it. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy! Well, it doesn't matter. She's already yeah. She's already been here. <laughs> she like walked up and like looked at he the camera. She's an excellent moonwalker. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she did this look. She was like, and it went. And like went backwards. It was <laughs> Just great. Just like Michael Jack. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. so we're going to do the whole series, even though the individual titles vary wildly in terms of how scary it is or not. Um, it's that looks. So who even is that supposed to be? I that's don't not know. Chris. That's not. Uh, that's nobody. That that's nobody in the game. It's so bad. It's it's so weird. That's much better. Yeah, this is much better. Cut. Yeah. Stick with that. But, yeah. So, obviously, the original, it came out in 1998 or 96. I always forget. I think it's 98. 
96. Oh, no, it was 96, the year I was born. Look at there. Um, obviously, I didn't play this game when I was a kid. I I didn't play this until I got the, the remake on um, Xbox. or Sw I think I finished it on the Switch. So I have put... I have played the original Resident Evil, just just the remake. Um, and I've played almost every Resident Evil game since then. The only ones I haven't played are any version of Resident Evil 3. Um, the original version of Resident Evil 2, I did play the remake. Um, and then a couple of the weird spin-offs I haven't played. Oh, and Resident Evil 6, but we don't, we don't talk about Resident Evil 6. Did no, you play Code not. Veronica X? I didn't finish it, but I did play it. Yeah, I have it on I have it on PS2. Okay, yeah, that was that was actually uh my first Resident Evil game that I played. Oh, was it really? Cast, yeah. Nice. It's a good game. It's good. I like it yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah. My first was Resident Evil Four on the Wii. Solid. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> decent choice. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's hard to say anything about the series that hasn't already been said before. This is iconic. This is. The survival horror experience. This is the game that coined the phrase survival horror because it infamously says at when you boot up the game, enter the survival horror, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. Just do it. Yeah, just, just fucking just, do it. Just you, enter yeah. it, man. What's the big deal? <laughs> just go in. It's <laughs> not that big a deal. <laughs> but yeah, so this is like what started the whole survival horror genre where you're fighting against the enemy but you're the resources are extremely scarce there is a big emphasis on exploring and puzzle solving in some instances even more so than than killing the bat than killing the zombies in fact in a lot of the earlier games you're encouraged not to kill as many zombies in order to conserve your ammo so if it's a room or a hallway that you're going to be going through quite a bit, yeah, go ahead and clear it out. But it's a, if it's a room that you're not really going to be going in a whole lot based on, you know, scouting out the rest of the of the building, then maybe just just juke the zombies. Don't don't waste the ammunition to kill them. Yeah. Um that doesn't become as much of an issue in the later Resident Evil games because they're a lot more forgiving in terms of ammunition and things like that, but Back in the day, with these early titles, you're lucky if you found a spare bullet every now and again. They really starved you with these resources, especially since you only had like six inventory slots, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. There wasn't like a whole big attache case or anything like in Resident Evil Four. You had you could carry six things, and two or three of them were your guns. At least one of them was going to be like a, a green herb. And then you had to make sure you left the spot open for like a key or something you needed. So you really didn't have room to carry much of anything else. It was difficult. Yeah. But yeah, th this franchise is iconic. It varies in levels of, of, of how scary it is. The later ones that are more action heavy, like four, five, and six aren't really scary at all. Four has some scary moments. But it started to lean more towards action. Five and six were definitely more action than horror. Um, yeah. Seven brought the horror back. It's almost entirely um, horror-focused. Um, and then eight... First-person switch, too, was Yes, that, that did a lot for, for, bringing, for bringing the horror back in. Resident Evil 8 is... Honestly, Resident Evil 8 is... I would almost describe it as almost the most perfect game in the series in terms of 
mixing horror, action, and exploration. Um, I don't know if I would say it's better than like Resident Evil 2 or 4 or anything, but it, it almost has like the exact balance of everything that's made Resident Evil Resident Evil over the years. Horror, action, exploration, puzzle solving, things like that. Um, so it's it's expanded the genres ever since it, it, the original one came out. So it's hard to put just the series as a whole in one specific tier. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, that's kind of what we're here to do. So It is interesting, um, too. Resident Evil's, like, spanned, like, every genre. Because it started, it, well, not yeah. genre, but style. Because it, it started with uh, fixed camera, tank controls. Eventually mm-hmm. went to, like, third-person, behind-the-shoulder shooter. They've had rail shooters. They've had, like, platformers. Now it's first-person. It's, like, it's all yeah. over the place. <laughs> it's crazy. I still think yeah. I, I prefer seven over eight, but only just slightly. That's that's totally fair. But I still I still love both of them. Yeah. Lot. Eight was before we got the Resident Evil Four confirmation. Eight was as close as we were going to get to a remaster of Resident Evil Four. It was very close to that one. But then Resident yeah. Evil Four came out, and it's like, okay, this is this is it. Then this is the best one. I think Resident Evil Four is the best game in the whole series. I do like it a it's, lot. It's very good. It's it's incredible. Um, what do you think the scariest game in that franchise is? Which one do you think is the scariest? Uh, um, it's tough. I I think I don't know. I think it's between like two. You're fine. Two. Two and eight, maybe. Okay. I think because eight involved a little bit more uh like enemy variety to be afraid yeah. of um but then at the same time like the beginning of seven is very yeah scary. very it is very scary i don't know it's, it's probably a three-way tie between those three games <laughs> two seven and eight that's probably what i would say too there comes a point in every resident evil game where you're on like new game plus or new game plus plus. You have a couple of the unlocks. You essentially become unstoppable, and it becomes less scary. So, yeah. a lot of the fears that come from Resident Evil are going to come from like your first playthrough. Yeah. Um, and probably I would say the same. Resident Evil Seven and Resident Evil Two are probably the top. Resident Evil Two, Mister X, whenever he comes at you and is stalking you, that is terrifying. Oh, yeah. My wife still doesn't like it. <laughs> Every time I play a Resident Evil game, no matter which one it is, she will ask me if it's the one with the big tall guy in the trench coat. <laughs> you know, I could be playing Resident Evil 8, and she'll ask that. And I'm just like, no, babe, it's the wrong one. <laughs> so, uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake is has some pretty scary moments in it, too. It's a lot scarier than the original is. Yeah, I think 5 and 6 are the only ones that have, like, zero fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're pure action. They're pure action movies, um, with maybe a kind of creepy set piece here and now, but no. Yeah. So probably shouldn't spend too much time on this because we could just keep going, keep going on and on about Resident Evil, and we got to wrap this up soon. So where do you think we should put Resident Evil? Uh, I was feeling like the middle, one of these yeah. two. I think like maybe higher here or like right in the middle like the bottom of the middle well i think 
more of the series, more of the games in that franchise are scary than the ones that are yeah. not. Yeah. So I definitely think somewhere, definitely above the, probably towards the top of the middle. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Can't look okay. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think with as many games as there are in the series, and as much as they vary in terms of like quality and fear factor, I think averaging it out to like the top of the middle is fine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think so too. <clears throat> okay. All right. So, don't Next yell at we, us. This uh... is hard. We just yeah, rated an entire fifteen-game franchise in one single tier list. Yeah, I think we did fine. Right in smack in the middle. Yeah. All right. So next we have another grandpappy of the the horror genre. We have the Silent Hill series. Um, I think I already know where I'm going to place it. I'm going to put it at shit has been shat. Yeah, and I'm going to defer to you because I haven't played it. Yeah. So the, the we've I've talked about the series pretty much as a whole in the past already. So I won't I won't go too too in depth. Uh, but the series as a whole is themed specifically around atmospheric consistent psychological horror like that's that's the game it's supposed to be scary there's really mm-hmm. no other aspect to it because there there is combat and like puzzle solving uh but the combat's very little it's the same kind of thing as resident evil where you can just completely ignore every single enemy that exists and not actually fight anything uh but it's it's built around the environment being scary sound design being scary and like not knowing what the fuck you're going to run into next being scary because the, the enemies are all designed to be just nightmarish freaks of nature. Um, and every game in the series does a really good job with delivering that. Uh, I guess Homecoming and Downpour could be argued because that was kind of their Resident Evil 5 slash 6 where they, they tried to get a little bit too action-y. Uh, Homecoming specifically, which even though I think is better than Downpour, and Downpour try to tone back a little bit on the action side and try to shift back into uh, the, just the the atmospheric horror, but there was still a little bit too much action, uh, and they shifted into more of like a, not fully open world, but a more explorable sandboxy kind of thing, uh, which, I don't know. The games aren't as bad as people make them out to be, but they're definitely not that great. So I'm, I'm hoping moving forward, the new games that have been announced are better. Uh, but overall, as a whole, all the Silent Hill games up until that point were very terrifying, designed very well, and uh, they delivered on what they were supposed to. And they gave us Pyramid Head. So, and the nurses. Mm. So iconic. Yeah, that's that's uh, that about does it for that. Great games. Nice. Yeah, very scary. I love I love them. Shit has been chat indeed. Yes. All right. Uh, I have no clue what this next one is. So Siren is like a an obscure horror series. I feel like not too many people are familiar with, let alone even talk about. Uh the, the original one came out, it was on PS2, and then on PS3 it was like an I don't think it was a launch title, but it was very early into the life cycle of PS3, from what I can remember. And it was released uh, in episodes. I think there was five total for Blood Curse specifically. Uh, And it was based around an American TV crew ends up in a village in Japan. Um, 
I don't remember the exact reasoning why they were there, but it's one of those generic um, people are kind of getting picked off left and right until there's like nobody left. Um, it was a uh, it's heavily stealth based. You're supposed to not really fight anything because the creatures that you encounter are fucking brutal. Uh, they're basically zombies in a sense. Uh, they were called uh, Shibutos, Shibutos, something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was basically, it's like a run-of-the-mill survival horror. You're not supposed to fight. You're supposed to just survive. Uh, and it was a very weird, creepy, unsettling game. I, I wish it was a little more advertised so more people could be familiar with it. Um, the horror aspect, I think, was done well because the the enemies are literal sirens. Um, they're very creepy. You know, they make the weird noises and attract people to them and attract other enemies to them as well. And it was one of those games where, like, once you're spotted, you're you're fucked because these things do not give a shit about not killing you. Like, you can't lose them. They just <laughs> infinitely try to fight you and kill you. Uh, you could fight back. Um, it was very hard to do so because the resources were very limited. Um, but yeah, so I think just with the aspect that the enemies are legitimately bloodthirsty freaks that just exist to murder, uh, I will put it high up on significant amount of poop. Only because also the the corniness of the story direction and like the dialogue is <laughs> not the best, and it kind of takes you out of it a lot. Uh, but. All in all, it's a good it's a good game. I think there's three games total in the series. The first two, I'm pretty sure, are both on PS2, and then this one was on PS3, and then that's that's all I've ever heard about it. It's kind of nice. buried deep under the earth. Interesting. So top of significant amount of poop, right in the middle. Nice. Um next I had I added the suffering. I don't know if you've if you've played it. I've heard of it, but I know nothing about it. It's a it's a very it's a cool game. Uh, there was two of them in the series. Uh, your the main the main premise is you are an inmate on death row for murdering your family, uh, and just before your execution is set to happen, um, there's like a big earthquake and it lets out all these creatures, and they're hunting and murdering um, all the inmates and guards and stuff, and the inmates that are surviving are psychopaths at this point, so they're also trying to kill you too. Um, and then at one point you're contacted on the phone and it ends up being your deceased wife who is telling you that, uh, the prison that you're in is not what it's, what it seems it's meant to unleash like the worst horrors of the world and everything you see is real. Um, it's a very action heavy game. It's meant to be like, not just, it's not, it's not really a survival horror. It's an action horror like third person also first person features as well uh but you're fighting off like a bunch of monsters and stuff like that and there's like bosses and everything uh the atmosphere is very creepy because it's a fucked up hellish prison which prisons themselves are creepy um it delivers well on the body horror and the gore and the creature design and everything like that uh it's a fun game ties that bind was the sequel which i th- i think the the gimmick of it was like you were also part of the, the the creatures which they were called uh something uh, i wrote it down somewhere it was like 
malefactors or some shit like that, where they were just like supposed to be just like the embodiment of nightmares. And I, I think the gimmick, I never played the second one, but I'm pretty sure it was like you had like the powers of them or something like that because they were all like super powered freaks as well. Um, but uh, I'll put it at the bottom of the mid tier um, because the, the, the enemy design is very good. But for me, a lot of the time, except for Dead Space, but being able to fight back in full usually kind of takes me out of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. In this in this sense, it, it gets a it gets a pass because there's a lot of really creepy, weird designed enemies in this game. I like um, the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, I've never I've heard the title. That's literally it. I haven't I haven't seen any stills or videos or anything. So I'll have to look this one up. See if there's like a retrospective on YouTube or something because I'd like to see more about this. Yeah, they're 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 cool games. Um, next one's uh, that's all for you, buddy. Okay. I, we could have also put Friday the Thirteenth, the game, on here, um, but we kind of we kind of have talked about that one quite a bit. I mean, not that we haven't talked about this one too, but um, Texas Chainsaw is is my personal uh, favorite in terms of asymmetric games based on horror movie franchises. Um, I'll say it right now: this game it's 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 not very scary, but it's not meant to be. I mean, it's it's asymmetric horror. This one is scarier than Dead by Daylight because it automatically um, features like a hide and seek mechanic. You are trying to uh, hide from these this killer family, um, and if they find you and chase you, it can be kind of it's not scary, but it's you're getting a little bit of adrenaline, especially when it's Leatherface who's chasing after you. It's like oh shit, guy with the chainsaw. Yeah, and there's more than one for this game too. Yes, yeah, there's yeah, there's always three killers. One of them is always Leatherface, so there's always a dude with a chainsaw somewhere on the map. And when you're hiding, or when you're like you know in a hallway or something, and you hear his chainsaw just not even revving, but just like the motor going, and mm-hmm. you hear it getting louder, and it's like he's getting closer. That could like, it's it's kind of freaky at times. Um, yeah. So just because of that, and the whole fact that it's more or less just a game of hide and seek. When you are trying to escape, but there's in Dead by Daylight, there's less hiding. It's more just running away. In Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's a lot. There's some running away, but you're also trying to hide a lot. You're hiding in tall grass. You're hiding in closets. You're hiding just behind stuff, hoping that they don't look too closely. (laughs) So Dead by Daylight used to be heavy on hiding, but I feel like there's there's so many perks and shit now that. No yeah, one gives a shit. There's no <laughs> they're just They're just yeah. always sprinting. So. Yeah. And in Texas Chainsaw, at least now, in the state it is right now, you definitely uh, want to hide a lot. So Goddamn um, bushes. It's de- yeah. So um, strong. <laughs> and honestly, it, it, as a killer, because I play as the killers a lot, especially when you're Leatherface, it can be hard to see because Leatherface is fucking huge. He takes up a big portion of the screen. So it, it's a lot easier to lose survivors than you think in that tall yeah. grass. So it's not a very scary game, but it's definitely a lot scarier than Dead by Day- Daylight. Um, I would still put it in the just a dash of a skid mark, but probably towards the top or at least like upper middle half. Yeah, that, that's fine. In between Bloodborne and The Last of Us. That's yeah. pretty good. Or for me. Not as scary as Bloodborne can be, but definitely scarier than... Uh, Dead by Daylight and all them, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, I agree with that. And then uh, I think I think too with the with the killers on the opposite end of oh, like 
starting to hear like Leatherface's chainsaw, not hearing anything as a survivor yeah. is also unnerving because you're like, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> where are they? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a tactic I've seen Leatherface players do is they will keep their, ch- especially when they unlock the perks to where you can like instant start the chainsaw. They will just keep that sucker turned off until they're mm-hmm. right up on someone and yeah. then instant start it and chase it. So that's a tactic I've seen. And I can imagine it being really useful because, yeah, you're listening for that chainsaw, but you don't hear it. You have no clue where the fuck they are. So, yeah. All right. I'm good with that then. Uh, cool. Next, uh, next banger we got on the list is the Thing video game, which was on. So PS2. I've heard of this. I never played it, and I've heard that surprisingly it's good. It is very good. It's basically, it's a sequel to the movie, which is really cool in itself. It takes place uh, shortly after the the film ends. Um, You're you're a U.S. Special Forces squad that's sent to Outpost 31 to investigate the events that just took place. Um, And it's, I, I don't remember exactly how far after the movie it is, but it's relatively like a it's a short time span because you find two of the survivors from the end of the movie, but they're they're dead now. Um, mm-hmm. And it picks up like right from there. And if you've seen the movie, the game is it's just like it where there's now there's like a quote unquote infected person who is secretly the thing and you don't know who it is and you're kind of just left to, you know, context clues or just weed them out and see who's left alive at the end and uh but it it has all the aspects of the movie uh you see um like the, the creature itself will show up in like all these different forms it possesses like all the different little things there's like the dogs show up uh the fucking creepy head with the tentacle things like all over the place uh you have to use the flamethrower as like the best like defense mechanism because of the fire uh, there's weapons, there's survival horror aspects implemented, there's hidden items and like crafting, like all this shit. And there's oh, also wow. um, a temperature gauge, like you can't be outside for too long. Um, oh, that's, certain, that's really cool. Yeah, certain areas that are broken down because the wind's getting into them, you can't stay in those areas too long. Um, it's a really cool game and it was it's, it's, it's very impressive. Um, as I guess it technically wasn't out at the time yet where movie games were just all dog shit. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually like a thought out game that played really, really well. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth playing if you ever just so happen to stumble upon it. Uh, it's worth it's worth playing. And it's, yeah, it's and definitely that's exactly because the I mean, game. yeah, I would love to play because I love the thing. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 a playable version of the movie, which is it's all you need. Forty five bucks on Lukey Games. Yeah, it's, it's it's usually a little up there in price because it's uh, that's not the cool most common title. Yeah, but and it's very it's, it was sought after for play. a long time. Yeah, it's worth it that's if you cool. find it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm gonna have like to it. check my uh, local retro game store just to see if they may have it because I haven't been in there forever. So yeah, there you go. Have to check. Um, the, you never know. Could find a gem like yeah. the theme. And if you find the movie scary, then you're going to find the game scary because it's the exact same type of horror. I love um, that type of horror. Yeah, so I'm thinking. Bottom of shit has been chat. Yeah, right at the bottom there. Nice. There's, always, there's also that feeling of just not knowing who to trust. Right. 
which is always fun. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm really happy to hear that there's a game based on this movie that's very good. Yeah, yeah. People love it. It's, it's great. Nice. All right. Until Dawn. Kind of the last one on this list. I love this game. Yeah. I played this thing in one sitting. Uh, Weirdly enough, it was when I was over in Germany, and the guy I was staying with, I went with him to his college because he had like an assignment he had to do at the last second. So while he was studying, I literally just played this game for hours in one sitting, and I finished it, and it was incredible. You, like, um, have to play in one setting. It's like the whole... Yeah, it'd be really tough thing. to play it in, in bite-sized chunks. If you guys don't know, this is... A, this, is one of the, this is one of the first games that came out that... I forget what the developer's name is, but they're, like, famous for this now. This is what they do. Like, the, the, the Dark Pictures Anthology games is yeah. these guys, the ones that are made kind of like... Um, like Super an interactive massive. Movie. Super massive, yeah. They're basically interactive movies. It's very story and dialogue focused. There's little to no combat in this game. I don't think there's any combat at all. But there's a lot of exploration. And it has a lot to do with the choices that you make. And those choices can heavily impact the direction of the story, including who lives and who dies. It is possible to go through these games and to have... I think it's possible for no one to die in these games. Yeah, there's an achievement for it. It's very hard to do. Um, In my playthrough... Quite a lot of people died. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that just makes you kind of want to go back through it and play it again. And the story in Until Dawn is really good. Um, Like the plot twist at the end, I did not see coming. Uh, Because you think it's going to be one type of of horror movie. Because it's essentially a horror movie you're playing through. You think it goes in one direction... But then, like, towards the end of it, it does, like, a 180 and is a completely different type of story. I absolutely loved it. Well um, done, too. It's very well done. It has excellent actors. Hayden Panettiere is in this. Um, Rami Malek is in it, kind of before he got really big. I think maybe he was in Mr. Robot at the time, but this was before Bohemian Rhapsody and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's If you like scary movies... um then this is an excellent game. It's not super terrifying. Um, it is just because of the nature of what it is. You're not fighting anything. You're just making choices and running away from things, and you might make the wrong choice, and someone might die. It is fairly violent. Um, there's some gory deaths in this game. Um, oh, yeah. So it's definitely... It's definitely horrific in times. I, It's not super jump-scary, Um so I'm kind of curious to see where you'd think you'd put it on the list. But in terms of quality, because we haven't talked about it before, this is an excellent game that I recommend to everyone who loves horror movies and horror games. This is great. I know the fact that it's more or less just a playable movie might turn some people off, but hear me out. Those aren't my favorite types of games either, but the story in this was so good that I, again, I played it all in one sitting. I couldn't put it down, so... It had a it had a cool feature too. I remember you can enable where it was like a jump scare tracker. Uh, if you had <laughs> a PlayStation camera plugged in, and you had the you had it turned on, it would start recording like like a second and a half to two seconds before a jump scare happened, 
and then when it happened it would record like the next like it was like five or six seconds or something like that and then it would save and then you can go back into these the settings and like look and like watch your reaction to like a jump scare that's hilarious i didn't know that was a thing yeah because there was the big one at the beginning when you when you're looking for supplies in the cabin and you open up one of the doors and the raccoon jumps out that's like Mm -hmm. the the first one that records and it it does that um nice yeah i think um it's it is a horror game um i think jump scares aside there's there's like there's like a there's a there's a good handful i guess um the atmosphere and the tension of the game is the scariest part and then Mm -hmm. not it's horror in the way that uh, it's 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 a it's a horror movie essentially so (laughs) it's scary in that sense yeah which is a little bit different than a scary game if you play it the way it's meant to be played where it's like one sitting don't reload at all like don't save scum and all that shit and just play and just live with your choices i think it's very scary especially because you're meant to get attached to characters Mm -hmm. you want to do all you can to keep them alive and sometimes the the option that you see that seems like the obvious one to keep like a specific character alive ends up being the opposite and it Mm -hmm. just gets them killed and then if you're playing the way you're supposed to play you you just gotta live with it that's it and, yeah, that's uh, kind of the point. Yeah, which I think is great because it did it did it so well. Like I love this game. I love the quarry. Uh, I didn't really like Man of Medan like at all. The first Dark Pictures anthology game, uh, and because of that I never I never played two or three. Although I heard the one that takes place during uh, I think it's like World War One. I, I heard is like incredible, uh, but I didn't play it. Um, but maybe eventually I'll give it a chance. But uh, yeah, I lo- I love Until Dawn and. I really love the quarry uh, in terms of where I'd put it on the tier list. Uh, I don't I feel like I have to put it somewhere in just a dash of a skid mark. Because I was thinking upper end of that one or lower end of a significant amount of poop. Yeah, because like I never I never got scared playing it. I got, you know tense and anxious a lot yeah just because of the unknown describing it as more like a playable horror movie is more accurate because we you and i both agree that this is a horror game this is a scary game scary things happen in this game yeah but very rarely do we actually get scared yeah you know what i mean Which, which is different than if you're actually playing playing a horror game like dead space or something like that you're actively scared that's not yeah. really the case with this game because it feels more like you're watching a movie. Sure, you're making the choices and you're moving the character around and stuff, but for the most part, all the action happens in a cutscene. So it's a different yeah. type of 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 of, of scary. Because there's there's some instances where like you're manually controlling like running from the like the enemy that you're encountering. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I think I don't think there's any. Well, I guess there's a couple times you can you can die while playing. Uh, but the like the main character deaths, yeah, they're they're during like cutscenes, like missing like a like a cue or picking the wrong option ends up just getting someone completely killed. And you can't do anything about it. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird. It's a weird game to try to throw on here because it like it's like we said it it's a horror game. But I was never scared playing it. I was just mm-hmm. nervous and anxious the entire time. Yeah, that's it's it, you, you. You'd be very anxious playing this if you're 
legit trying to have everyone survive and you're like i don't know if this is the right answer or not so yeah which to a lot of people i'm sure that's terrifying that's a terrifying feeling anyway so yeah. as I've, I've played through it i think three or four times and i never successfully got everybody to survive yeah Twice it's, i it's, ended up getting tough. one killed like right towards the end because i never looked up guides i always just wanted to just try to figure oh, yeah. it out don't don't be a loser and look up a guide with this game do it yourself <laughs> yeah because it's it's so much more fun I'm, i i think they had like their yeah. own kind of um like multiplayer thing where you like pass the controller to like different people if you're playing yeah they started doing that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. which is which is cool because then you can just get pissed at your friends if they fuck up (laughs) yeah exactly yeah also don't read a guide because it'll spoil the the twist ending because this does have a twist ending yeah it 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 goes like a completely different direction from how they make it out which i think they, they did it so well i think they did too yeah I'm kind of thinking towards the lower end of significant amount of poop because it's a different type of horror, but that type of horror is pretty prevalent in the whole thing. Yeah, I can agree with that. So if you're the type of person to get scared of stuff like that, you're going to get scared a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm cool so, with that. Yeah, and then that's my fucking face. This is Mike's phone face, and only the people who subscribe get the the honors of seeing this. Yeah, we're not going to describe it. This yeah. was him not knowing that I was on the Discord call for like two and a half straight minutes. And I was just I was staring at this face the entire time. It's a beautiful yeah. well, face. Well, Discord didn't ding. It didn't ding like it usually does whenever he came on. So I was yeah, just scrolling sense. away on my phone waiting for waiting for the ding. So it's a, it's a pretty face, but it's a scary face. So it's just yeah. below Ant Bully. <laughs> oh, above uh, Alien Isolation <laughs> at the top of the yeah, list. Just toss the fucking pants away when you look at this face. <laughs> but, you know. All right, that's our tier list. It's yep. pretty top heavy. I'm liking it. Yeah, I'll just do a quick run through. Uh, right at the top, just toss the fucking pants away. Penis. We have Ant Bully and Mike's face <laughs> at the very mm-hmm, tippy top. Yep. And then we have Alien Isolation, Dead Space, the Amnesia series, the Outlast series, PT, Phasmophobia, and Juan the Grudge, Haunted House Simulator. And then just below that, in Shit Has Been Shat, we have the Fatal Frame series, Silent Hill series. I guess technically just the first Condemned, because the second one's a little action-heavy, but yeah, as a whole, right there. And then the Thing game. Uh, under that, significant amount of poop, we have the Siren series, uh, Resident Evil series, Doki Doki Literature Club, Among the Sleep, Evil Within series, The Suffering 1 and 2, and Until Dawn. And then at the fourth tier, we have just a dash of a skid mark, which has Five Nights at Freddy's, Bloodborne, Texas Chainsaw, Last of Us, Little Nightmares, and Dead by Daylight. And then Clean Undies, despite being a phenomenal game series, it's just not that scary. You have Mm -hmm. Left for Dead. Yep. I'm happy with this. I'm pretty happy with this, too. Yeah, it's a good looking tier list. Yeah. So if you're looking for something spooky to play this Halloween season, just look at this list and take your pick. Most of this stuff is pretty readily available. Pretty readily available. Yeah. Just what he said. Except for my face. It's it's only available to two people. (laughs) Yeah, all two of you. Subscribe to our Patreon. These videos are cool. Mike's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, I'm satisfied with this as well. I think this is awesome. Very good. 
I love these tier lists. I don't know what it is, but like ranking things and putting them in little little segments is super satisfying. It makes us think more, which I don't typically like doing, but it's fun for this. Yeah, where you get to critically analyze the things that we love most. Yeah. Video games. It's great. Perfect. Well, this is week one of our uh, of, of spooky season. Um, we're going to have more uh, spooky-themed episodes uh, for the rest of the month of October, so don't worry your precious little uh, black hearts uh, too much that this is going to be the only one. Um, we have some more Halloween-themed content planned, so... Be on the lookout for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, follow us on social media, on Spotify. Um, also, I, we, I don't say this very much, but if you if you haven't done so already, uh, please consider uh, rating us on Spotify. We're on like Apple. I, we're on like iTunes too, aren't we? Yeah, Apple Podcasters or whatever yeah, they Apple call it. Podcasts. Uh, give us a rating. Um, just you know stars if you want to type up a little something that'd be great but i think that also helps with the algorithm of like recommending us to other people uh just the mm-hmm. more ratings we have so we, we appreciate that if you haven't done it already for those of you who have rated us we have a perfect record of 18 five-star reviews i'm pretty sure on spotify so thank you very much for those 18 of you um and hit the bell we, too because just following just follows but hit the bell to make sure you get notified when the episodes go up it is delayed for whatever reason sometimes but Make sure you do that, and then you get the update. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That way you can listen to us the instant we drop, and then yes. for the next three or four hours, nonstop. <laughs> so um, we've got a website. We got merch. Go check it out. Um, we got a Patreon. A um, couple bucks a month, you get these video episodes where you can actually watch us construct these tier lists. Um, you can subscribe to us on Spotify for some bonus episodes. I know we say this every week, but we do promise that we'll make some more bonus episodes soon. <laughs> uh, we've just been busy, but it's only three bucks a month, you heathens. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but if you if you don't want to throw money at us, that's perfectly fine. We appreciate you guys listening to us. And, you know, like I said, give us a rating, give us a review, and help us spread the word. Tell your friends about this stupid-ass podcast we do. Spread the word of our good lord, Michael Crust. Yes, in Christ, in Christ we trust. In crust we trust. <laughs> and bully merch right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Thank you everyone so much for listening and are watching for you Patreon subscribers. Wink wink. We like uh, you. We more. love you just a little bit more than everyone else. <laughs> um but yeah, stay tuned for next week and uh, later this month for more Halloween themed content. Uh stay spooky. Stay spooky. Yeah. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.